this. It's been beautiful. Alright, Brevin, welcome back. So, it's been... How many weeks has it been, Brevin? It's been three weeks. Why has it been three <laughs> weeks, Brevin? Because I didn't the finish one of the games on two time. two weeks. Uh, it wasn't even that I didn't finish a game on time, because it's not even a game. It's not I just didn't game. give it the time that it deserved. What are you trying to say, exactly? You're trying to say that the games that I give you aren't games? Just one of them wasn't. <laughs> wow. Alright. Throwing shade. It's not a shade. Well, well, okay. Then we gotta get some dirty laundry out of the way first, right. listeners, because Brevin was not able to complete his assignment within the allotted two weeks due to his own folly, if I say so myself. Do you yes. have a valid excuse? I Were don't. you in the hospital, Brevin? No. Did you I have was a death com- in the family? I was... I was n- What's the opposite of incapacitated? Capacitated? I was capacitated. What? Like, I was able to do anything. When you're incapacitated, I was capable. (laughs) Incapacitated means you're, like, knocked out. Yeah, so I was the opposite of knocked out. So you weren't in a coma. Yeah, Yeah, I wasn't in a coma. That's another thing that didn't happen. (laughs) That might have, uh, you know, allowed you to not be in trouble for this. But, unfortunately, we were sort of lazy and didn't, you know... We assumed that this wouldn't happen, or we didn't care to come up with this scenario. But since now it's happened, we have to come up we have with... To, we have to define the rules of what happens when you don't finish yeah. the game So it's time. actually a good thing. This was all a test, Tyler, and you passed. <sighs> a test for me? What do you mean? You're test- <laughs> I don't know. You're testing my, like, sanctity and the... Your ability to come up with a solution. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? We should say that our our ethics did waver slightly, and that I was sort of like, oh, well, I mean, he just needs a couple extra days, so I'm going to just give him a couple of extra days, whatever. It, and it like no the listeners don't know that it hasn't been two weeks that's but true then i told my girlfriend about that and she was like are you kidding me that's the whole concept of the <laughs> podcast if you do that i will i don't know what she said she would do she but... said she would kill you yeah oh okay you were there <laughs> yeah you, you plotted with her about it um so then i was like you know what yeah like this isn't this isn't right we gotta be transparent we have to address the issue so that in the future we have a, a course correction you know what i mean yes i agree so, um, we sort of mentioned this a little bit, we've gone back and forth off the air, but I wanted to, like, have the discussion live as well, so... Yeah, we haven't formally discussed it really off the air, Yeah, and, like, given an idea. Given that a challenge is set and not met within the allotted time, mm-hmm. the consequence that we discussed... Oh, yeah, we did mention one thing, and I liked was, it. ...was... Well, we, we went back and forth. We were like, maybe you could just, like, give someone a list of three really good games, and you say... Pick one of them, and you'll never get to play that game in yeah, your life. Yeah, I really dislike that. Which is an ompl- so I, I could give you, like, you know, Last of Us, uh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and, I don't know, some other really good game. And you'd well, have I was going to gonna say, I was curious, because I would choose right now on the air. Well, you, okay, let's do it. What's, a, um, what's another good game? I'm just, this is just for fun, though. I'm, this isn't the... No, I know, I know. Okay. Bioshock Infinite, have you played that? I would throw Bioshock. Wait, hold on. I have to choose one. And drop the other two, or is it? Let's choose- say that. Let's say that. Okay. Because I, I, that's not what it was. Last of Us. You're taking the last. I would of choose us. the Last of Us over Breath of the Wild and Bioshock Infinite easily, because I actually really want to play it eventually. That's interesting. I do really appreciate the Last of Us. However, I would say that, oh, man. I mean, Breath of the Wild is good in that it's like a. You know what? Screw Breath of the Wild. <laughs> last of Us is is like phenomenal. I was gonna say. I feel like that's yeah. like a. A John returning, defining type game. Which, so is Breath of the Wild yeah, it in is. a sense. But it's not really new. It's just like reinvigorating this idea of free, like free, I don't know, 
not roaming because that's been around but i know, know what you mean directionless gameplay yes. where the the player decides what their narrative becomes yeah uh, i don't know all right whatever so we, we decided <laughs> not to do that because that's a little brutal like to to force someone out of a game and it's also sort of like those are potential games that we could use in this podcast that's very as true. well um so i think what would be a better idea and more fun is if you miss the a lot of if you miss the requirement, you should still finish the game so that we can talk about it. Of course, which I did. Which we'll do, like, you know, over time. But if you miss it, then the person who, I don't know, the person who assigned you the game, which yeah. in this case would be me, mm-hmm. would force you to play, well, you know, not force, but, you know, make you play a really bad game, like a known bad, low-quality game. And I think that's a great idea. And the example that I gave was, like, the Thor movie tie-in game. Mm-hmm. But it could be anything. It could be like E.T., like the NES I game. I think I already know what game I would give you. Although I have no idea how I would get it for you. Actually, no, I, I do know. Don't tell me because... I'll save knows, it. Maybe I'll slip up one of these days. <laughs> I haven't yet. I'm perfect. Well, so I far. haven't yet in a month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been a month. How long has it been? It's been Since we started the series? It has to have been Maybe a little bit month. over a month. Month and a half. Month and a half, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's been a month and three weeks, actually. That's true. Now because... we're like in odd weeks because yeah. of this yeah. flounder. So that's okay. We in this case because the the criteria had not been set, we are not punishing Brad. I'd still be willing to play a really bad game because I think it's a funny challenge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is funny, but I don't have anything prepared. And I don't yeah, I know. Just, that's like, why I didn't ask some you. Random game at you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So at, moving forward, if you don't meet the criteria within the allotted time, then you will be assigned the task of playing a known bad game, which is interesting because you know why. What makes a game bad, you know? And I think it'd be fun too because that is another discussion point that we can bring to the show. Yeah, like what if maybe, the game was actually you great? Love it. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brevin, you're gonna play Metal Gear Solid Three. Oh man, <laughs> I'm so happy. It is not. It's not bad. Um, but yeah. So now, now that we have that in place, I think you know, you it's it's also a good incentive for yes. finishing on time because you're like, oh crap, I don't have time this week to play this game unless I stay up late. But if I don't finish on time, then I'm going to have some crappy game that I need to spend 20 hours next week playing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And also, I don't want to get too caught up on like the merit of the challenge. Like Warband, I sort of told you to do it by yourself, but not really. Mm-hmm. And you did it with, you captured a castle with the assistance of like another guy. Yeah, yeah, the army that army. I was with. But that's fine. Like, I don't really care that much about the, this details. So, with that out of the way, Brevin, you have played three games. Three games. Two games. And then one one the experiment, way, is what I will way, call it. I do want to say, in preparation for this podcast, I not only beat Dead Rising in the two weeks, mm-hmm. I also played two of your three games so that I would be ready to talk about them with you. Actually, sort of three because I pl- I was playing that game like as I assigned it. Mm-hmm. So I did double the duty <laughs> in two weeks and you ha- didn't even do your three games. I knocked out my two games in one day. I knocked out both of those yeah, games. Yeah, they short. Yeah, they were. And then kind words, I did not touch the weekend that I wanted to. Big mistake, my friend. It wasn't bad. It was a bad idea. But, but I'm glad I still played it. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to start with? I, I, you know what? Why don't you? Because I know what I want to start with. So should I just go? Why for don't it? you make up the order and then don't tell me what the significance of the order is, and then I'll oh, guess. God, there's got to the be end. a significance behind the order. <laughs> I just, I just knew what I wanted to talk about based on how I, you know, felt about the game. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just tell me what what it is. All right, I want to talk about beginner's guide first because that is 
I left it and I wasn't still like I want to discuss with you on how you feel because I'm still not sure how I feel about the game. Okay. And it's funny because when we talked about who it's by and everything before, right? I don't need to. We don't need to mention that again. Do yeah, we? Yeah, the developer of Stanley's Parable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the guy's name is off the top of my I don't head. Remember but he's, he's like a known video game industry developer yeah. that people respect. So the thing is, I thought it was a real story up until the very end. I love that. I love that you thought that it was a real story. I really did. I, when I played it, I forgot that that was the thing. I thought mm-hmm. it was just like, I thought it was like a known quantity that he was like, oh, I'm just showing like these. I, I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was, but mm-hmm. I forgot that it was in the, like, it, it, it makes itself out to be nonfiction. Yes. Completely believed it was until, and honestly, I don't even remember what the, I think the very end of the game was what made me think it wasn't because it was getting like. It changed tone so fast. You, you hear like the desperation. Of yeah, it got voice super and desperate. Like, this and I was is like, too much for a guy to like release and. And I think that the story that he just disappeared too was also like I don't know if I believe that like because it's like so such a jump because they were well, friends you know, for so long. I don't think I don't think they mean like disappeared like went missing. Well, yeah, yeah. Alert. He I just it, cut off all communication from yeah. him. But I don't know. Either way, I found the story really good. Um, you know, I was completely with it the whole time, even up until the very end. But when I first started, well, I... Okay, let's take a step back. Okay. What, what is what is Beginner's Guide? What because, is it? Oh, yeah, what? okay, I've, let me... I've been editing, like, the Metal Gear episode, and we, we went through and we didn't really talk about, like, oh my god, the fight with the end. But we didn't say what it was, really. Yeah. Like, we talked around it, so I would like to, like, establish... Because I don't think everyone's going to go out and play the Beginner's Guide, to be honest. They're yeah. going to be like, I don't really care about Walking Sims. Mm-hmm. So let's just set up... How would I describe it? I would describe it, it's it's an interactive story, basically. It's not really, it's not even a game, really. You know what it it's, reminds me of is a director's cut of a movie or yes. of a video game. Like, Portal 2 had a director's cut, mm-hmm. where as you went through it, there were, like, speech bubbles or whatever that you could interact with, and then it would narrate over you playing. I love that about Valve games. It's, it's like really many cool. Valve games have that. I wish more games did it. But yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Um, you play through... This game that is in the chronological order of when these games were created. Um, it's a bunch of different types of games that was created by, <clears throat> excuse me, one person. Um, and as you go through it, you, you like more so, pieces. So the narrator is presenting to you an anthology of video games mm-hmm. that a friend of theirs, presumably a friend, developed on his own. Yes. And he's saying like, oh, it, this game's really interesting, but you can see that it got into concept A and, and that follows through later on in the game or like oh this puzzle will come will show up later on mm-hmm. and they're very they're not even like maybe you're, when you're when you're thinking of games you're thinking of like you know super mario or like some cohesive item but these are not really they're super abstract games they're they're abstract and they're short experiences like the first one is a counter-strike level right? it's not even a game yeah you're just on a counter-strike yeah. level <laughs> with floating boxes yeah so um it's it's game in the interactive fiction i guess i mean game in an art- in artistic sense that's not like you know high, go for the high score blah mm-hmm. blah blah um but anyway continue um where did i even leave off well i don't know <laughs> I, I mean i guess i guess we can just get started now that we established we've established yeah we've established um so yeah let me finish what i was talking about before i didn't know if i was understanding the game correctly when it first started i was like i'm not getting anything of significance yet from this game it was the first level was cool like you show me the thing but i wasn't the um the counter strike map but i didn't pull anything from it and i expected to really quickly and it didn't happen until what was the turning point i'm trying to remember exactly 
um, I want to say it was the oh the cleaning the cleaning level was the turning point of oh, when I realized that something is up. Yeah, and I loved that level. Um, everything before that though, I think it was the space level, the whisper machine, the whisper machine. Which I don't. Even, what was that one? Can you remind me? Uh, you're on. <laughs> you're on like a a space. I don't know. Oh, is that the one where you float in the station. sky? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have, I love, you have a gun and you can shoot it, but it there's no reloading. <laughs> I, I just love that. So, I don't know. That That's like so interesting. And then you go and there's a whisper machine, but in order to kill it, you need to walk inside of the machine. Yes. Um, Which I, I guess my interpretation of that level on its own is the whispers are like your subconscious and self-doubt. Mm-hmm. But then, like, the idea that you have to kill yourself to kill that is pretty messed up. Yeah, So, I don't is. know if that's, like, a healthy reading of it. I didn't get that reading of it at all. What did you think of it? I, I just thought it... Well, that was before, you know, I realized the whole thing going on around, like, the the ultimate idea of the game. Where, you know, he's having issues, or it's presumably he's having issues with his mind or being lonely and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just saw it as... I'm trying to remember because it was like I wasn't experiencing the game. I felt like I wasn't experiencing it like I should be. He, um, you know, like he's lonely. You know, that was the first thing that made me feel like it was lonely because you're up in the sky and it's completely silent and there's nothing around you and you're just looking up from above. He being the narrator or the developer? The uh, the developer of the game. Okay. That's if I ever refer he, I'm, I'm always going to talk about the developer. But keep in mind, that was a bug. Yeah, it was. You're right. Uh, okay. But he released I, the game I, I with it. I do want to say, just before we keep going, this is a fictional developer yes and the games are not a real as far as i understand they were created for the sake of telling a story that's what i got but in the story they are portrayed as if they are real Mm -hmm. so i don't want to get people confused and think that like an actual developer is out there with these depressing thoughts it's like no this is this is a a vehicle for telling a story and they decided to do it this way but you know like I said, they got maybe, me the entire time. Maybe it's time. true. Maybe this guy exists. I can't confirm that he doesn't, but I wouldn't bet on it. Yeah. You know? So so there's the bug, and you float into the sky, and that is cool because you you see the level from above, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I guess it's like ascending. I don't I don't know. So this is an, in a, an abstract game, obviously. Extremely yes. And the, it doesn't tell you what to think about it. It doesn't. No, it nothing mentions at all how you should be feeling and how you should react to anything. It's all whatever you're feeling, which I appreciate. Yeah, I like that a lot because like I said, it led me to not know what I was doing or what I was thinking at the beginning of the game. Um <clears throat> and when you hit that cleaning portion of the game, which I think is the level after Whisper. I hope I'm not skipping anything. It, but does, I mean, it really it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter but... um, that was the one, you know, that affected me the most because obviously um, I've heard of people cleaning like what's the word I want to use like too much obsessively cleaning because they don't have anything else to do and it's so this is a a level i mean it's a a game quote unquote but it's it's i guess it's a level in beginner's guide yeah whatever semantics (laughs) um where you're you're in this like nice snowy landscape i think Mm -hmm. and there's a cabin and you go inside the cabin there's a person in there and there there is they're the housekeeper and he just talks to you and he's like needs help um cleaning the house so you just go around the house and there's like a bookshelf that's messed up and you interact with it and then all of a sudden the bookshelf is all neat. And mm-hmm. then the bed is all messed up and you interact with it and then the bed is made. Uh, but what's interesting <clears> is <throat> even after you like address all of the issues in the house, you he'll, he'll say like, oh, by the way, the bookshelf is messed up, even though you already fixed the bookshelf and you fix it again. So I it's, it's very satisfying, but it's also haunting because yeah. it keeps getting messy. And I don't know. It, the music that they play makes it seem like a calm, like, victory sequence where 
it's like you you are addressing your problems yeah and dealing with it and it's satisfying it's like the developer found something that makes him i don't want to say happy but content content yeah it makes him calm yeah yeah somewhere for his mind to go but as you keep doing it you get uncomfortable because you're just constantly cleaning and like you're like when's this gonna end yeah like he's like it's like he's trapped in a cycle almost yeah and i don't know i like is it is it healthy to keep cleaning up those messes over and over again or to leave the house i would say leave the house in my opinion yeah so that's that's like the the question i guess is like do you keep fighting these battles in your head or mm-hmm. do you try to adjust your perspective and live in a different way i guess i yes. mean I... i'm glad that you're here for this conversation <laughs> because i don't think i'd be able to articulate my thoughts as well as you do when but it comes to this game you don't necessarily need to i, I i'm maybe even talking too much i think in this conversation because i want to get your experience mm-hmm. of it but like you can just play this game and enjoy it and say like that was neat yeah it you don't need to overanalyze and i hate like the english class like why is the why is the door red in this scene and but this game is like made to overanalyze it really there's so much happening in it that's true and I mean, there's so many subtle things that you don't need to talk about but you easily could find a meaning for like the puzzle like you could easily skip over that there's this reoccurring puzzle throughout the game where you have to hold press a lever which opens a door and then when you go inside this little this little blank room with two doors in it, that door will still be open because you press the lever. So in order to close the door and find the other lever to open the next door, you have to peek your head out around the door, press the lever that's on the outside of where you just came from, and then the door will close and there's a lever that's on the back of the door that you just closed so you can get through the next door. But while both doors are closed, you're like in complete darkness and yeah. it's like an abyss, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, and it's and it's it reoccurs at least probably four times throughout the entire game. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know exactly how to feel about that. I don't know what the meaning is behind that because obviously there's something there. And maybe there maybe there doesn't need to be a specific meaning towards it. Maybe it could just be like he's trapped and like he has this one solution to get out. I don't know. I'm just literally talking. It, it might be a matter of like, in order to make it to the other side of this issue that you're having, you need to like keep lock yourself away and like deal with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's an interpretation. Yeah, I'm but to but it's it's it. there to to interpret though. That's for sure because it's in the game. So obviously, there's a reason why. And there's there's very little follow through from game to game except for that puzzle. So yeah, you, it it's apparently important to yeah. uh, the fictional developer yeah that and um what's the other the other reoccurring thing is the jail the whole jail thing where yes. he's very obsessed with jails there's this one game i think it actually is before the cleaning game yeah it doesn't matter they come either way. a lot yeah there's this one game where he the developer designed a bunch of ideas for jails that like it's so it's so abstract it's like hard to explain it's not even necessarily like a like a iron bar cement jail yeah i mean there is one that's like that yeah there's one but a lot of it's like a house that's like a a modern design and you can see a well on the outside Mm -hmm. i think in in one game you can walk to the well but the next game it's barred off and you can only look at the well and then another one you're outside of the house and And you're outside of the jail yep and then there's like there's there's one where there's an escape sequence where someone where it's like this is how you escape from jail and it says like press on the coffee table turn the book on the bookshelf and then you know stand on the chair or whatever but then you it, you're like okay now's your time to escape and then the coffee table isn't there yep that was like cool i don't i don't know i don't know what to make of that but that's just like a neat yeah idea um i like the other thing too where i believe it's the same level um 
you have the furniture where you're placing the furniture down. You have options of what you can place down, but it doesn't affect yeah, at all what's so happening. Cool. It's like, yeah, let's choose the layout of your apartment. Like, what do you want to go over here? And then you can say, like, a flat screen plasma TV, and you press A, and it's, like, shelves. Yeah, or it's, like, a lamp or something. Or like, it's, yeah. like, the, it's the generic layout you've seen the entire time yeah, in the yeah. jail. And then all I remember is that it opens up, and you're in, like, this this massive room just full of furniture everywhere, which that is, like... Like right there, that's got probably so many meanings to it of like what's going, what what's the point in all showing the player this? Um, you could say that like his mind is like I don't know, just a filled with tons of crap or something like that. That's like <laughs> yeah, the most generic way. To... I don't know. I mean, all you need is a is a fork and you have a million spoons. Like something the... I've never heard that before. You never heard that? I no. Think that's, what does um, that mean? That's from what's her name's ironic. <clears throat> is that that's not Avril Lavigne? <laughs> That was not what I was It's like It's like rain on your wedding day. It's like... So it's a lucky thing. No. Rain on your wedding day is lucky. Is yeah, that's lucky. Interpretation. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That's what I've heard. Well, in this case, I don't think she interpreted... <laughs> we're, now, we're now analyzing <laughs> the song Ironic. Um, I think she interprets that as a bad thing because... This, it's the song supposed to be about the word irony. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that from English class? Brevin and I took it. The word irony? Is that what you're saying? Do but, I remember... What, what does irony mean? Oh God! Don't throw this on me. Don't throw these <laughs> these analytical terms on me. I mean, me. It, it means like two conflicting I know what ideas it... happening at the same time. Okay, yes. So better than I could articulate. <laughs> there's a wedding that's happy, but it's also raining, which we associate with sadness. So therefore, it's ironic. That's ironic. And yes. there are arguments that the things you talked about in the song aren't really ironic, but I think they are in a vague way. And also, who cares? <laughs> the point is. I don't know what the point is. I don't know what the point but is either. I guess, I guess what we're trying to say is, like, you can want a plasma TV all you want, but I have our, our coffee tables and yep. lamps. You're just going to get whatever's handed to you, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there's so, too much for, oh, there's so much to think about. So let's keep going, though. All right. Um, what was the next big, oh, yes, okay. This is the, this, I think, resonated with me, not because I've, like, experienced the feeling, but because I think it was just a powerful message. When you get into the, quote-unquote, I don't want to say online game, but yes. the one with all the speech bubbles everywhere. This is so cool. I that was by I think that was by far my favorite part of the game. And that's where I really felt like the developer of this game has something like an issue going on. Like a massive issue. So just to set it up, like now that I think about it, that game is an example of like what this game is. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is bizarre. So in the game, it starts and it says, This game is online. You can leave notes for other players and read other players' notes. And then it starts you off. And the, nar- the narrator says, this game isn't really online. It's just like, it just tells you that. Yeah. Which is like this game and that the narrator is making it out as if this is a genuine experience where he's sharing with you this portfolio of games, but that's not really true. This is just an articulated narration. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, it's very meta. Uh, yeah, that's super meta. So, so you're walking around this landscape and it's just like this cool, like underground cave. System yeah, it's like a big labyrinth kind of. Um, and there's these speech bubbles on the ground and you, as you look at them, they like light up and then it, it'll tell you the message that somebody left, but no one left the message. They were all written by the developer. Yeah. And I think that's what is, it's almost scary because it's like, there's so many different things there like that are making fun of the dev, just random, like there's completely random things all over the place. And I, I spent a lot of time reading like all of them. That was probably the level I spent the most time on. I would say. I think I did that too in my playthrough. Um, and I'm trying to, I wish I could remember very specific ones, but... Well, it was like, it was like, how do you leave a message? And then it was like, meme stuff to like... Yeah, there's a lot of memes in it, like, which was funny. I don't know, boobs or whatever. I don't know what it would be. I don't <laughs> think that boobs. was one of them, but you know what I mean. Like, that sort of like, very, very lowbrow internet humor. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm trying to remember... Oh, 
there was there was a painting on the wall and there were a bunch of bubbles in front of the painting they were like what does it mean does it mean this does it mean that yeah i think it means this oh it looks different from far away things like that Mm -hmm. so i think and i haven't mentioned this yet but i think that this game this is my thesis right let me hear it this game is about the interpretation of art and the relationship that the artist has with those who consume it um because this game was created by the developer of stanley parable whose name i don't know i'm sorry (laughs) and he created it and and portrayed it as a fictional as a as a non-fiction experience Mm -hmm. knowing that it's fictional with the narrator who's sharing a portfolio of his friend's games who creates these games and doesn't necessarily want to share them and it's as if the narrator is symbolic of video game fans or fans of art in general Mm -hmm. and the developer is the artist who creates his art independent of the fans yes does it do you that that? yeah that completely i completely follow that so if if you have this level where there's people leaving notes and there's a painting on the wall and the the developer in the game not the actual developer is is frustrated by this like obsession with the things he creates in art and this like need to understand what's been created Mm -hmm. he would himself make a painting on the wall and put down messages and write like oh what does this mean like oh i think it's symbolic of this and blah 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 um that's my thesis that's much better than my thesis because i don't have a very pinpoint thesis of what the game is about. to be fair i played this game or i watched a playthrough of it a while ago and then i played it and i've had time to think about it mm-hmm. so i mean i've had time to think about it too but it's like actually week <laughs> oh god <laughs> um it's just i think it's because i don't you read more than i do you you know you're used to probably analyzing things more than i would maybe i i would say so at least and to to have i love the i, I love the fact that you gave me this game because it's unlike anything you know i've ever read honestly and anything well i guess because i never read books in in english class we probably had books in english class that were similar i will say i don't think you can necessarily do this in a different medium as effectively yes that's a that's a really cool idea yeah because if you you could that that is interesting you could write a book that's like (laughs) that's like an, an anthology of another person's poems that that person didn't share but also that person is made up and all the poems are written by the person who wrote the book. Yeah. And it's like this double narrative that we're dealing with here. But I think because it's video games and you're playing through it while he's talking, while he's talking, it's like this super interesting setup that I, you couldn't translate that no, to anything like, besides where, maybe like a movie, but that's it. But that still wouldn't be the would, same. It would ring hollow though, yeah. because you don't have, there's no interactivity. It would be telling you how to feel rather than like, yeah, there'd be a very set narrative most likely. Yeah. So that's why I love this game. That's such a good... I'm so glad you pointed that out yeah, because I didn't see that. Because I, I feel like video games get caught up in this idea of like, you know, going shooting people and online multiplayer mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah and making kids... <laughs> I, I don't want to... <laughs> You're still going. <laughs> I don't want to go that, that path. Um, but they, they could be so much more and we don't... Like even, even the games within this game challenge person's concept of what a game is mm-hmm. because um we even just said just now like well it's not what you would think of as a game it's not like mario or something. no it's not it's not a game in my opinion but it but they are games they i guess so 
It's the one that's most like a game is probably the cleaning one, which is funny. Because yeah. there's like set objectives, but the other games almost don't have objectives so, at all. So uh, what's cool about this game is that it makes you think about what a game is. Yeah, it challenges your idea. Because, like, why isn't providing a static environment, giving you controls to walk around, and that's it? Why isn't that a game? I don't have a good reason. There's no reason. Yeah. Because it's not It's not a movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a book. <laughs> so it's got to be something. And you I know, love that idea. We're, we're sort of shoehorned by this term that we originated with, which is game. But it's not really, I mean, you know, that's loaded. That's, you, you it's, it's really interactive fiction or something. Yeah. Um, Let's call it interactive fiction from now on. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like the snobs we are. Um, but I, I just like the idea that not only is it a game that, that presents games that aren't things that people think games are, mm-hmm. but the game itself is a game that people wouldn't think of as a game. And that's yeah. why it has the derogatory walking simulator label. I hate that term. I mean, it it's, bothers me. It's, I would never attribute this because I feel like that's such a negative term. It is, but and it, I mean, it. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to defend that label, but it's. It sort of is. I, I. I think because it's just a term in a genre, it doesn't matter what it is. Like mm-hmm. it could be Franchifan fam, you know, like similish. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's a Franchifan fam song. Franch- I mean, <laughs> game, whatever. Yep. Yep let me think i'm trying to remember what the last the i last do want to bring up one sequence that i think is really cool all right bring it up and i i actually almost forgot about it but i just remembered it is there's a like a skyscraper and a long ramp up to the skyscraper oh, yes. and yep. as you walk up the skyscraper your your movement starts to slow and slow and slow and mm-hmm. eventually it'll, it'll just stop yeah and you're like right there. You're almost at the top yeah, of this yeah. giant staircase. And the narrator says, like, at this point, like, there's no way of proceeding. It just slows you to a halt. But I want to, I'm going to override the game and let you watch so that you can see what's going on at the top of the ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's cool too when he does do that. And he's like, let me just override it so you can do this. So you go up to the top of the ramp, and it's it's a bunch of video game concepts. In oh a yeah, room that's what it is. Yep. That the developer wrote. But I, I guess never got to or never could approach is the idea. And there was a lot of really weird stuff in it that was room. Cool, like yeah. I, though, I, I love those. I, I, I wish I. Knew. I know. I wish I could remember very specific ones. Like they were so weird. Yeah, it was. Mm, it was like it was like we like funny concepts that you. It's not something like oh, it's a first person shooter that takes place. Yeah, in they're like super France, super whatever. abstract ideas yeah, for games. Yeah, it was like imagine you. Imagine you're a toilet and you have to like something ridiculous like that. Yeah, yeah, like you're a toilet, but I don't. Why I don't know. I don't know why I chose I don't toilet. Follow through with a toilet concept, but, <laughs> oh, but something you I know, wish something I could ridiculous. Think of something. Hold on, like uh, no, I'm no, I'm not even gonna try. Something like you're a piece of mail and you have to get to the right like mailbox. That would be like a weird idea of a why game. Was I, I was thinking of a mailman too. That's so weird. Maybe that was one of the things. It I had to have been. something to do with mail. Yeah. But that's weird. <laughs> if it's not, and that's really weird. That's really bizarre. Um, yeah, I was totally thinking of like a mailman, but I don't know. Whatever. Uh, so I need to look up after this if that was actually one of the things or some weird coincidence. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but something weird like that. That's that's what we're trying to get up. And I, I I do I I relate to this idea of having ideas that you cannot seem to reach or develop, mm-hmm. which you know i I don't know i don't know what else there's to say about that but 
But to to express that in a video game where the player would never know what those ideas were unless they broke the game. Yeah, that's true. So it might have even been like like not even not being able to pursue the idea, but not even knowing about the ideas. Yeah, yeah. Like not being able to tap into your own creativity to access them. Uh Pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure that's the answer to that. I don't know how else that could be interpreted. Yeah, I, and that's a nice one in that it's it's fairly straightforward. Like, it slows you down and you can't reach the top. And then at the top, there's this thing that you can't obtain. Like, yeah. okay. But, like, the the puzzle and the, the prisons are more abstract. Mm-hmm. Uh, that It's funny. When you brought that up, that reminded me of a different portion of the game that I thought was cool. It was before, too. I really understood what I was playing. I just was playing a game, kind of. Um, the one where you can only walk backwards. Oh, that one's creepy. Yeah, I was like, this would be a really good idea for a horror game. Yeah. Like, I really like the idea because you, you can't see where you're going and you have to play basically off, like, if you're going to make a game with that idea, you'd have to do everything, like, with audio. Yeah, so you're basically in this empty building. It's sort of like a parking garage or something, I don't yeah. know, but with brick walls. And you, you try to move at first and it's like, well, no, you can only walk backwards. So in order to make progress, you need to look away from where you're walking. Uh yeah i don't know what to say about that yeah i don't know what to say either but i really liked it that is i just thought it was a really cool idea so just i don't know let's see you could interpret you could interpret it as like hold on now and as soon as i say that i can't think of anything yeah interpret it like this interpret it like this i don't know like yeah i know on the writing the writings on the wall talk about the future right I don't remember what the writings on the wall talked about. I swear they talked about like not being able to see the future to to get there or something like that, and you can't you can't predict the future. It's I guess it's it's about having faith in like what's to come and yeah, like you're not. All right, let's do this. <laughs> in, in life, you're not equipped with the ability to see forward. Mm-hmm. You just need to let life happen to you sometimes, and then that's what happens, and then you have to roll with the punches. Yeah, and you could say like taking a leap of faith. Yeah, going taking somewhere. a leap of faith and and. Not knowing where you're going, but trusting that you will arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really all there is to say about it. But I but thought it's, it was very cool. There are some some cool like gameplay based concepts, which mm-hmm. this game actually makes me think of Bennett Foddy. Are you familiar with? No, Bennett I'm not Foddy? familiar with I that. Gave, I did a presentation about him in digital art or something mm-hmm. because he is the. Oh, maker. you! T- I remember you told me about this yeah, so long yeah. ago. Yeah, he's the creator of Quop and. Um, the other one that's like climbing a mountain. You know what Quop is, right? Yeah, I know what Quop okay, is. Okay, you yeah. didn't really react. Um, yeah. And getting over it with Bennett Foddy, where he he takes these like interesting gameplay concepts and builds games around them rather than trying to like fill the, you know, oh, racing games are popular this year, so let's make a racing game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like these, these are the sort of conceptual, not really in it for monetary gain or even necessarily for the player's satisfaction yeah which i think is interesting because quap like it's not meant to be fun it's meant to be frustrating and either you do it or you don't and that's it that's Mm -hmm. the game and and this game it's like you go and you go into the whisper machine and 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 you float up and whatever like they don't care to tell you like oh are did you enjoy your your experience like it doesn't matter it exists independent of the consumer of it um so towards the end, and I actually really like this part, is like there's the, well, there's a few things. There's like an interrogation, right, with the machine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So I don't know. Do you want to describe that? Can you actually describe it? Because so, so you're, you're probably more familiar with it. You're playing as like a 
it, like a detective, I guess, and you're talking to a crowd. Oh, all, all the people. Oh, yes. The way, okay, it's coming back to me. I represented it is to me. as people with monitors for heads. And we were just at Haunted Labyrinth. I was going to say, yeah. And there was a guy there with like a monitor as a head as like a scary costume. Mm-hmm. And that was made us think of it. Yeah. Um, so so you're outside and you're talking and it's like it's like all the press is around you and they're, they're asking questions and you can choose options for the dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, we will make... I forgot what it is. What is the thing? I don't remember, honestly. The machine <clears throat> or like something. Uh, as, as I think the interpretation is that you are interrogating the developer or like the developer's creativity or passion or life like well-being i don't Mm -hmm. know so you are this detective who on on the behalf of i guess the video games themselves is interrogating this machine and you go in there and you ask it questions and i think it doesn't say anything back right i'm pretty sure yeah i don't i don't think it did i think that's why i can't remember anything and then you get a gun and you shoot it right yes why does, I feel like I don't remember this part of the game very well. I know I remember the the crowd thing, but I don't remember the robot thing. Well, it's not really a robot. Not a robot. It's but like a it's like a it machine looks like an engine. Oh yeah, it's coming back. You're in that room, and there's the yeah. I don't know if I really understood what was going on. I I think it was. <sighs> it's like his his is it like his machine that, not his machine that creates the games, but like you could think of it as like his mind or whatever. Yeah, I mean generating the games. I guess so. And and you could also say maybe maybe the the machine is his outward persona, not his video game persona, and the people outside are like the people in his life mm-hmm. who miss him. I don't know. Wow, that's, that's a, I like that. I like and that then, a lot. And then, you know, in the process, the detective kills the machine and mm-hmm. therefore kills his interest in, in creating these video games because he feels like it separates him from his peers and his yeah. family. Who knows, Brevin? It's so philosophical. I'm not going to tell any listener that this is the correct interpretation. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. But um, it's still an interesting sequence where you, again, you you don't know how to feel about it, but it makes you think about, it makes you draw connections to your own life and like, what is my machine that like maybe isn't producing or whatever? Mm hmm. Any, any other, um, games that stand out to you before we wrap this up? Um, I'm trying to, it wasn't even a game, but it was just the whole ending last sequence was so morbid. So before we get to the ending, there's one that I want to talk about, which is where you are giving a lecture and this is my Oh my God, that part. game, that was cool. This is That so was great. extremely, that was like one of the ones where I feel like I, maybe I won't be able to articulate it very well on how the reaction I had towards it, but it had a very like set reaction of like, I was like, okay, I understand that immediately yes. what he's trying to get at. So, do you want to get, tell what the yeah is? I can yeah I can explain that one. So basically, you start off in the um, audience, I guess, in as a student, we'll call it yeah as a student, and you have a you have a professor up front. No one else is in the um, oh my god, I like forgot all the terms for college. What would you call that? Like the, the seats seating? in the lecture hall? Yeah, the seating know. in the lecture hall. Um, you're in there alone, and this guy's telling you. I can't remember exactly. It was what like he's motivational things. Yeah, like, it's just you motivational. Can, you can accomplish things. what you want to do, like don't let life keep you down like you mm-hmm. decide your own destiny things like that yeah. i don't know like like generic parable bs that like some two-bit motivational you get you could say. look up all this stuff yeah. on the internet it doesn't take anything to think of but he, he's you know s- sprouting out all this information and you're you're saying something to him it's not really important but you change perspectives <laughs> it's probably important, it's probably important but, <laughs> but the interesting part is when you change perspectives. yeah the interesting part you change perspectives to the teacher and in the background of you is like this massive i don't 
like black hole storm thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So, so you, I think the audience is full at this point. No, I think it, maybe it is. I can't remember I exactly. Remember. It's either full or it's empty. Yeah. And but right behind the seats from the te- uh, teacher or speaker. Like imagine the back of a lecture hall in a college. There's this massive black hole that yeah. looks like it's about to suck everything up out yeah. of existence. It's just chaos yeah. behind it. And I think the straightforward message is that someone can sprout out all of this like motivational info to someone else but that doesn't necessarily mean that they believe in themselves yeah they believe in themselves but what's even cooler is yours you are then selecting dialogue as the professor oh yeah 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 and i don't remember i don't remember if you select like my life is falling apart i'm an alcoholic mm-hmm. or if you try to say something nice and then he actually says he's the, i think he does i think it forces you to say like specific things i can't remember exactly it was like really... I wish I would have done like two playthroughs of this game. I think you easily could. You oh, with three weeks yeah. too, Brevin. <laughs> oh my god, stop it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think this would be better with multiple playthroughs. Um, but I, I, I might have even, if I had known, I might have challenged you to do that. But mm-hmm. whatever. Um, yeah, just like super like sad and morbid things. Like I don't, I don't, I, I don't think my family loves me. I don't know. Yeah, no, there was. I'm pretty sure that was one of the things. Things like that. That's like dark thoughts that someone might actually be dealing with but not saying Mm -hmm. and just the idea that this person that everyone else is looking at to be their guidance is feeling these things is just like super sad yeah and hiding it from everyone yeah and that that the interpretation then is that you know this developer is is speaking all these things and they're like saying they're really happy and they're positive but they feel like shit on the inside Mm. um but then the ending yeah no wait <laughs> oh my god there's so how, how many minutes are we in we're at 41 minutes oh, on this damn. one game <laughs> oh no i i should have known when i brought it up that that like i mean okay there's not, not is, much to say about I, um the other game i don't yeah i don't jazz have punk. much to say about jazz punk um, we'll get there but yeah so we'll we'll take the time i think i think it deserves this is it. the one i think that deserves to take the most time so on. there's the one where you're in a space station or a spaceship and there's something hurtling at you i don't know if you if you're going into the sun or there's like a piece of de- oh this game this took me a bunch of tries to figure out what to do i don't um, i don't remember what to do either do you, you have to it? select a specific option to talk to him i thought i did them all but apparently i must have done one twice because he told me what to do he was like you need to select option three or whatever it was oh after it took you so long it took me so started. long the developer was like there was a few times where the developer had to tell me what to do because i was just kind of exploring around oh that's funny okay so do you remember what it was i'm, I'm sorry that i brought it up and don't really remember but... um I don't remember the exact option of what he says, but you you just select this thing, and that's what stops this meteor from coming towards you, or something like that. I didn't really know what to how to feel about so that. So it's like it's like Groundhog Day, where you start and there's this meteor, and it hits you within like twenty seconds. Yeah, you not a long time at all. Yeah, and then it starts up again immediately. Um, and then like to interact, you can walk around the station and talk to people, people, the people with their monitors for heads. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. Do you say something to like a certain person, or do you... there's this guy that's up on the um? I guess I could call it a catwalk. Kind of, you go up the yeah. ladder, and he's up there, and you have to say a specific thing. It's really bothering me that I don't remember exactly what it was. And I feel like for being so late in the game, it didn't hit me as hard. I don't want to say emotionally, but like didn't it wasn't as impactful as the rest of the game because I didn't know exactly. I didn't really understand what the meaning was behind it. That's like one I would like to see someone else's view of it. I enjoyed the concept though. Like I like this idea of you being stuck in like I think like minute is like a is that was the Epic Games free store. For, uh, oh yeah, I grabbed game. it. Yeah, I didn't. I have no idea what it's about, but I grabbed it. I think you have a minute to live every time, but 
like it's like it's like zelda old school zelda where mm-hmm. you're w- walking around um you know I, you get tools and like you can o- unlock a path yeah and w- once you unlock that path in your first life you can get far in your second life further in your second life so like you yeah i haven't played it but that's I've, cool i've seen the concept i like that so I, I like this idea of like a repeating cycle where you just need to figure out what you need to do to, to solve it mm-hmm. um but i think i i don't know i wish i knew what you said but it's you just say something probably profound and then it fixes it yeah but, yeah i think that's really the the only other thing i'd want to talk about is the ending and yeah, even then fine. it was like I feel like so much is hitting you at once. Like the whole revelation that, you know, this guy hasn't completely blocked him from like his life. Cause there was no meaning behind these games. He just wanted to create games and he just really liked jails. I like that. I like that <laughs> saying a lot. <laughs> yes. Maybe he just really liked jails. He I just, don't know. I don't, yeah. So as you progress, the narrator seems to get more and more agitated mm-hmm. and it, it becomes apparent that he's not interested in just sharing the games with you. He wants to like, he he wants to understand them himself mm-hmm. and he's hoping that in sharing them he can talk to the creator or i don't know create a discussion about it and then he can figure out what the games are about and the narrator mentions that he shared these games with other people right yeah i mean not like not not talking about the player like in his non-fictional story or in his fictional story he shared them with like somebody yeah he said i've been sharing them with people because yes. i think they're so great and i want other people to see them yes yeah and people thought they were great too yeah. And that was the thing. And he told him that. And I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he'd mentioned that he told him. Um, and I can't remember if he said he so, didn't so, like the okay. idea. Let's say he sets he sets it up and he's like, all right, this is the last game that so-and-so... He, he has a name, right? I, yeah, I wish I could remember. Whatever. I knew. This is the last game that so-and-so shared with me. Um, you start off and there's like this impossible maze that you can't get through. Mm-hmm. Where it's like invis- invisible walls that will oh, kill yep. you if you walk into them. Um, but he's like, I'm just going to bring you to the other side because I don't want you to deal with that um and then you you go up the wall uh, or some stone structure and eventually you see like these writings on the walls or i guess i guess there was another part too i think before that where you get to this um you have to put in a passcode and (laughs) you have to guess like nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine different variations yeah yeah yeah. it's like it's like three or four digits it's four digits yeah yeah. so that would be 10 times 10 times 10 times 10 Mm -hmm. possible combinations um and he's just like i just have to tell you what it is because you're never gonna figure it out yeah um so after after he after you do that two impossible puzzle basically i'm just realizing this now why this why it is like that i I always just thought like oh whatever just some more weird stuff that the developer did but I'm, i'm realizing now so after he does that you proceed and as you walk through there's writings on the walls written left there by the developer for the narrator right Oh yeah, because this is that game he made him after a very long time of like not making games or whatnot. Yeah, like it was like a response kind of. So it, it's it's things like you know I n- I never wanted you to share these these games with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like you've you've ruined my love for creating video games, things like that, and like I need to stop seeing you, and I need you to like be out of my life for a while. Yeah. Um. And in like in spite of that, the narrator seems like obsessive at this point, and he's like. He's like, I don't know why, like, he can't just tell me what the meaning of his games are. Like, what do the three marks mean? Like, oh, my God. That was one of the things that I wrote down so early in my notes. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I'm very curious, too. Like, I wanted to, I noticed that there was these three dots that I had seen multiple times, and I wrote it down in my notes. It's like, what do the three dots mean? And yeah. then he mentioned that. And I was like, oh, my God. I completely forgot about those. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm pretty sure my interpretation is that the three dots 
don't mean anything yeah. to us. They mean something to him, mm-hmm. perhaps, but that's his business, yeah. you know? So even in like him, it's it's sort of revealed what the folly of the narrator is, and he's still adamant. He's still saying, I don't know why, like, I just need to know what these games are, and I don't, I, I feel like some part of me is missing and that I don't understand these games. And mm. it's sort of, he like breaks down in tears, I think. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's really like dark. Yeah, it's super sad, and, 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 I don't know. Do you remember what like the actual end end is? I just, I, just I don't. Have it, a like vague... it ended pretty abruptly. I'm pretty sure. Like I knew the ending was coming, but it just kind of ended. Oh, that's what that's what it is. He says, and I don't know why you keep adding lampposts to my games. I noticed that too. Wait, hold on. Was that hold on? Actually, I had a question about that. The developer because... wrote that on the wall. Yeah. So that, but the narrator didn't make it seem like he was adding the lamppost, wasn't? Didn't he? No, he did not. Yeah, I remember that. So as throughout the the, broad, the overarching game, in certain levels, he said the narrator will will you'll see a lamppost. Narrator will say like, "Oh, and this is when so and so started to add lampposts to games." And I think it's like some objective for him to reach or something. Yeah, yep. And you keep you see more and more lampposts, and then finally it's revealed that the developer himself didn't even add the lampposts. The narrator did. I'm guessing. Why, well, why, why do you think he added the lampposts? I'm gonna put I you on the saw, spot. I should have saw this. I'm coming. gonna put you on the spot because I feel like me, I'm analyzing this game, and it's your game to analyze. So it's because it's I'm not. I know that I'm not good at analyzing very abstract stuff. So I'm glad you're here to, like I said before, kind of fill I my mean, mind with thoughts. I think you can analyze things. You just don't give yourself enough credit. I think a lot of people have that issue where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I don't know. It's like I, don't I think it's because I don't want to. I don't want my interpretation to be wrong. But every interpretation but, is wrong. Yeah, because nothing's right, when, especially when something like this. Yeah. Either way, I think for the light post, let me let me sit here and think about it for a little bit. We'll cut. <laughs> we'll cut right here. No, we're not going to cut. We're not? Okay, fine. Oh, oh, oh man. Well, all right. You listen. Think about it. All right. Think about it. I love that. <laughs> I would love if you didn't say that we're going to cut. Like, let me just sit and think about this, and then just, like, have our listeners, like, do nothing. For 15 seconds. Um, so he... <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Okay, I'll let you think. I'll let you think. Please write into computable at, I'm sorry, computablepodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions. I'm not trying to distract you. No, I know, I know. I actually don't know if that might end up getting cut out by the sound gate, but we'll see. We'll see. I think my interpretation of the lamppost is that in trying to find some type of meaning behind these games, he gave himself almost like an objective. That's what I'm going to say. That's, okay, that, that aligns pretty well with my interpretation. Okay. So, he is frustrated by the lack of satisfaction and completion that comes with these games. Mm-hmm. So in playing them, he's like, why isn't there anything that you gain? It's like it's like a lack of achievements or quest completion. Every, every video game that is sold, essentially, yeah. I guess except for this one, has <laughs> like a, you did it, congratulations, satisfying gratification that's given to the player for doing some goal. And he doesn't find that in this developer's game. So he feels he needs it for himself mm-hmm. or maybe even for the game's sake to make them more of quote unquote games. games yeah. Um, I just want to take us an aside because I used to hate English class in high school, but mm-hmm. I think it's so important to be able to intelligently like analyze, analyze something and yeah. relate. And that I, I always thought that English class was about like reading books and just saying like oh this author is so smart what a smart guy this guy is but that's not what it's about at all it's about being able to articulate complex concepts and emotions well 
and understand them well. So, just... I'm glad you told me that because I hate when people say, like, I know how to speak English. Why do I need to go to English class? Yeah. That yeah. bothers me. I never had a good, like, <laughs> comeback or rebuttal for that. Honestly, I don't know that it should be called English class. I don't think it should be at it all. It should be but... called, like, I don't know. What, analysis don't know. of literature? <laughs> yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I don't know. But even, like, it's not teaching you analysis of literature. It's teaching you analysis. Analysis in general. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call like, it that. I, did we ever learn about analyzing video games in English, in English no. class? No. But I'm more but the skills, to yeah. do it because it's the same thing. Yes. So, anyway, <laughs> this narrator is so, like, broken and sad that he himself modifies the games that this developer made. And that begs the question of how much, what else has he modified? You know, we, oh yeah, that's so true. We have an unreliable course. narrator almost on our hands. Yes, I didn't even think about exactly. that. Exactly, an unreliable narrator. And back to English class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so we don't even know that this story so far has been true because he lied to us. He just blew my mind. He I never said, put that together. He said that the lampposts were created by the developer. Yep, I, I recognized that, but it never put the whole, you know, overarching image of that the whole game isn't necessarily possibly a true story. Yeah. Well, yeah. obviously, it's not a true story, but it's not represented to us, possibly, in the way that... In a genuine sense. In a genuine sense, yes. So, this game, you begin to understand, isn't really about the developer. Mm-hmm. It's about the narrator. And I think that's what's so cool. That's like a, such a neat twist, where you're just like listening to this passive voice in your head, and you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I wonder why the developer did that. That's weird. And then at the end, it's like, no, actually, this narrator is messed up, yeah. and he has issues. Yep. And the developer comes off as, like, this super chill, like, confident person, mm-hmm. where they're writing on the wall, and they're like, listen, this is your issue. That's so true. It's, this like, is such a flip. Like, yeah, why, why are you so obsessed with my games? I just do this for fun. This is my thing. You don't need to keep sharing them with people without my permission mm-hmm. so i i don't know i love that i love that too that, like it's all hitting me right now and like <laughs> it's i'm just appreciating the game so much more than i already did yeah because that's just great that's just perfect yeah it, it's it's what okay what blows my mind is that someone thought of this game yeah that's what i mean i mean it, it doesn't surprise me that the guy who made the stanley parable thought of it i feel like that but even at the same time the stanley parable is like messing with the fourth wall and everything and but this is a very specific concept where i i don't know like what what angle do you come from when you're like this is the game that i want to make that's so true and i i don't know that i wonder if he had a cohesive narrative at the beginning or if he just thought like i like the idea of sharing like half finished game projects because i think that's a side of the industry that we don't see everyone has these like beautiful polished products (laughs) Well, if we're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> or, or if he wanted to, and this is what I, this is my interpretation, is that he, he wanted to make a video game about the consumption of them, or maybe the consumption of art in general, and how it can be toxic. So this person, <laughs> it's like so interesting because we are the consumer of this video game. Yep. And we are analyzing it to death on this podcast. I mean, not to death, but, you know, we're analyzing it. Yeah, we're it, taking it apart. And we're trying to be like, oh, I wonder what they meant when they did this. But this is the exact conversation that I feel like he's making fun of. Yes, exactly. Or, I don't know, sort of like poking holes in. Mm-hmm. Just to say, like, maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe you don't know, and maybe that's fine. Maybe I don't know why there's a lamppost. Maybe I don't know why... He makes prison games, but that's okay because he just did it and that's that and let's leave it. 
So I love, I love this idea of just letting art be for the sake of it and not trying to figure out and attach meaning to everything that you see. Mm-hmm. Cause that's actually something that bothered me about English class. Sorry to keep harping on this, but, <laughs> but hopefully our English teachers don't listen to this. I don't know. Maybe they will. I, I, I think they, they would appreciate, appreciate it. Yeah, they would appreciate but it. But there's certain things where like you would analyze like the 17th line in chapter four and be like, Oh, this is a super important line. That means all this stuff. But I never could comprehend the ability of an author to make every single line significant and have three different meanings. You know what I mean? That's it's, I don't think that's possible. I and don't that's think it's... what that's the impression that I got in, in interpretation of literature in English class was mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, I mean, it's, it's saying this, but it also means this and it's alluding to this and it, and it relates to this Greek mythology story where it talks about this. And it's like, Oh my God, like how could you write an, how could you write a book where every single line has six different interpretations and you know about those interpretations Whereas I think a more genuine like approach to that is to say, you know what, maybe they didn't mean this, but there's a significance that we can draw from this. Yes. And that's that's how we should appreciate art. And there it doesn't need to be like this, this is, is what the they answer. Yes. yes. It's it's not it's not binary. Yeah. So that's why I, I love this game. Is it just because it and you know what? I'm saying that I love this game now. I don't know that I actually loved it when I assigned it. I was like, this is an interesting weirdo game mm-hmm. that I think you ha- wouldn't play otherwise. But now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, man, this is so cool. Yeah, I think it's a really important game. Yeah. I think if you if you want to experience something that, you know, since we're, we're drawing the end of talking about the game, I would recommend this game if you want to experience something that is unlike any, I don't want to say game you've ever played, but un, un, that makes you... Narrative structure? Yeah, know? it has a very bizarre narrative structure to it, and... Although, why would you play it after the fact that we just kind of talked about the entire game? I don't game? know. I mean, I think you could you could still get value from it because it is you something would get your to own experience. View. Yeah, and like I said, our interpretation isn't necessarily correct, and mm-hmm. we didn't even we didn't even provide like analysis for every game because we didn't remember what happened and stuff, and we don't know. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth playing. It's definitely worth playing, and it, it makes you consider like what goes into creating a game and the people behind them. And that's actually something that Bennett Foddy is really interested in. And that's why he he named his game Getting Over with Bennett Foddy and he narrated it. I've, I've never actually played the game. No, I've okay. seen gameplay. I've seen, me too. I yeah. don't think I ever played it, but it's so, so the game funny. with the, the, I just want to make sure to be a hundred percent. You, you go over a bunch of like obstacles, basically. Yeah, you're, with that, yeah. you're a torso inside of a cauldron. Yeah, that's with what it is. Sledgehammer yeah. and you have to get over junk. Just making sure I knew what and, it was. And in that game, Bennett Foddy narrates it. So he is like making himself super like a, focus of the game because mm-hmm. he wants to bridge the gap between developer and video game because you know i just i just beat red dead 2 recently mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that worked on that game brevin there's oh, just yeah. credits and credits and credits and they i mean obviously they, they respect the work that goes into it well maybe not who knows about the labor practices at rockstar or whatever but it's all another um, they don't want you to think at all about the developer in the process of playing the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just like blew my mind. I've never I've never really thought about what the to, developers at all in a game besides to, this game. Like to be immersed in a video game is to not think about the work that goes into it. Yeah. So it's it's like a self-defeating purpose of like I'm going to work really hard in this game and it's going to be great, but in making it great, I am distancing my work from the consumer mm-hmm. so they can't appreciate it. So it's this interesting relationship with all art, really. Like if it's 
if it's like a beautiful painting, it's not going to look like someone slaved over it for 60 hours. It's going to look like natural. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like ridiculous. Um, so I, I don't know. Th- that's one other thing that this game makes me consider. And I appreciate that because I don't think that we we respect developers enough. I think, yeah. Like a lot of average consumers. I feel like I, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube about what goes on behind the making of the games. I think one thing one thing that I gravitate towards a lot um in finding like wow that's crazy that this developer put that much time in is audio and i think a lot of people always forget like how much like how much audio yeah how much audio impacts how immersive a game is because a game without audio is nothing yeah um i watched recently off topic but a um, analysis of the people who did the audio design on modern warfare the new call of duty and like the everything hits so punchy and like everything just sounds perfect and like he he took in um he did this interesting part i wish i could remember it sucks i can't remember the the maker of the video um where a lot of first person shooters don't have their own personality when it comes to how they sound like you could just overlap them all and they all yeah sound like you know guns and stuff like that but modern warfare has the specific like punch to it that in an array of games you might be like if you would played it yeah it's like it's so like everything just is so like sharp almost um that if you put it against other games maybe besides battlefield i think that's one of the other really good first person shooters that separates itself from other ones with sound design um you'd be able to pick it out in a crowd compared to like you know putting titanfall against some other sci-fi shooter yeah where the guns all sound like lasers like or whatnot downloading pistol shot dot wave and yeah playing it it's a matter of making sure that the guns you know fit their fit their um environments and resonate correctly it's just it's cool i don't know there's a little there's rare. an untold amount of colossal work and i was thinking about this because i not to keep bringing up red dead but that has to be the most expensive piece of art is it more expensive than gta i think so because it, it must be it i feel like development it be for longer and it's more recent gta so. 5 i should say and yeah like the higher standards of like fidelity and everything mm-hmm. but like what other what other piece of entertainment that's ever been created would have cost as much as red dead redemption 2 granted Auto five and by the same developers but it even has less detail than red i mean i can't i can't say too much i haven't played red dead 2 but i've seen gameplay of it and it's ridiculous from what i've seen but it's just it's just insane that this is the medium where people invest all this money and it I don't know. It it blows my mind. Like humanity has never constructed diverted resources to any piece of entertainment more expensive than Red Dead Redemption 2. Not not to like crap on it because it is beautiful and I beat mm-hmm. it and it's wonderful and it's like but it's still like you're cowboys and you're shooting and stuff. I don't know. This is a total tangent, but just to say that like so much more goes on behind the scenes of a video game that you don't think about and this game makes me appreciate that. Yeah um okay enough I enough think, about I, I that think we could talk about can, that for too yeah, long we, we we can close on beginner's guide brevin are you happy that you played it i'm very very happy and actually that is one thing that i wanted to say in talking about like appreciating games that's sort of what we want to do with this podcast too like it's not just about a good game quote unquote like i don't know what's the what's the metacritic score for beginner's guide oh who cares who cares yeah yeah like that's the whole point like it doesn't matter because it's your interpretation of it that Mm -hmm. is valuable so that's such a like putting a rating on that game is so getting rid of (laughs) the whole meaning of it i feel like (laughs) oh man that would bother me but i couldn't rate the game i just recommend it so what what would you rate it out of 10 no i refuse (laughs) (laughs) all right so next up what would you like to discuss oh man do you want to take a break 
Yeah, let's take a break for a little bit. All right, we'll come back in a little bit. And we'll come back. I mean, it's not going to be like a little bit for listeners, but, you know. No, we're going to put a 10-minute pause. Right? Okay. <laughs> All right, we are back from our break. We are back, and what are we talking about, Brevin? We're going to talk about jazz punk. Jazz punk. I don't know what I like. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the music for the game. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> this is a first for the show. Not that we've done it for very long, but I really did not like this game. <laughs> Oh man, that's so great. So, and I think I think there's there's a reason why. And I played it right after playing the beginner's guide. And they're just so different. <laughs> and I think after you know what playing the beginner's guide, I was in like a very philosophical mindset where I was like, you know, pondering what the yeah, game is yeah, about. Yeah. And then jazz punk hits me. <laughs> I'm just like, what am I playing right now? <laughs> Alright, so just to back things up a little bit, jazz punk is like a I don't know if it's like a pop art aesthetic or like it's, it's like not really pop art. It's like a what would you even call it? It's like kind of like a comic book almost. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah comic booky, colorful, Cold War theme, but not really. Most bizarre. <laughs> it's um, it's very weird to, visually. Yeah, it it just look it just look up images. It, it it's interesting looking. Yeah, um, definitely has its own art style. That's for sure. And there's a story, but like. I don't know it's, what the hell. It's just a sequence of punchlines, essentially. Yeah. Like, it, you're just supposed to have fun with, like, the game and the interactions, and it, it makes you do, like, video gamey things that turn out, like, oh, like, th- that would be funny if this actually happened in a video game. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that, because I beat Dead Rising, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, you know what I should do? I should play Jazz Punk. And I put <laughs> Jazz Punk on, and I don't know if I was, like, super tired or something, but I was just, like totally miserable while i was playing i I wasn't like i don't want to say i was miserable there were a few parts where i was like haha that's funny but like it just wasn't that enjoyable of a game so yeah this is interesting because when i recommended it i remembered it being funnier or more interesting than it was when i played it recently Mm -hmm. so i don't know (laughs) i don't know if it's just like what mood you're in i think it is how much that affects your interpretation because i think people don't talk about this nearly enough like in video game like culture i guess or you know video game podcasts and stuff people are like oh i I love that game or oh i hated that game but how much of it is just to do with like yeah i got into a car crash that afternoon and then i played this game and it sucked like well well maybe it has to do with the car crash that you got into and yeah it's not a sour mood yeah i don't want to say jazz punk i never said it was a bad game no and i don't think it is a bad game but you have to be in a specific mindset to play yeah, it and appreciate yeah. the jokes that are going on. And I think it was, I don't want to say it was wrong of me. I didn't know what the game was no, when I, I started mean, playing it. I had no idea what I was getting into. Sort of like Metal Gear. Like, I don't know that maybe I would have appreciated it more, probably if I had more time, first of all. Yes, that's true. But also if I was like really into it. Like I was sort of into it, but I wasn't like, I don't know. I, we'll leave, I know what you mean. Yeah. We'll leave Metal Gear. Um, I... I'm trying to figure out like what I even want to talk about with this game because it was so un- like it was it was I can't I feel like I'm really shitting on the game right now and I really don't mean to but like there's like one specific thing that made me laugh like a lot that I thought was really funny but I don't want to get to that right now and you feel like you need to talk yeah, about okay. so, what happened around it so you start off let me your, yeah let me explain a, what the game actually sure. kind of is the gameplay you get put in these like open settings kind of where there's not there's like one objective but usually it's kind of broad so you don't really understand what you're supposed to do yeah think about like a dishonored level or you know some some immersive sim deus ex or something where you have this sort of open area where you need to complete a mission hitman Mm -hmm. a little bit yeah yeah sort of like that um and i think they're supposed to be broad because it wants you to explore what's going on like Mm -hmm. around you it wants you to go talk to people 
there's little side quests you can do, kind of. Um, and you can just go up to, to things and things will happen, kind of. That's really honestly what the <laughs> yeah. game comes down to. Um, and there's, I think there's four levels you go through throughout the entire game. Four different open areas, all with their own, I guess you could say, jokes. Yeah, that's kind of really what the game is. The game is basically made. It was made by um, Adult Swim. I think we mentioned that before. So it's, probably it's published a, by them. Published by them. Yeah. yeah, whoever it was made by. But it's a comedy game at its roots. That's what it is. It's made to make you laugh. Yeah, but the, what's interesting is there is little to no variety in the sense of humor. Yeah, there really isn't. Which is good in that it's like a cohesive experience however if you are not interested in that sense of humor or you're just not feeling it that day it's not it's not no, gonna hit you no anytime. joke is gonna land yeah <laughs> um i think the only reason why the one that did land was just because it was so unexpected i was just like what the hell am i playing <laughs> so i don't know what are some examples like okay there's one sequence where you need to get into get by this door and there's like a face scanner and one of the things you can do is you can sit on a scanning machine, not the same face scanner, but like, you know, a copy machine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know and you're scan your butt. Yep. And then you get a printout of like a butt cheek, butt cheeks. And if you hold that up to the door, it says like, welcome, Dr. Buttface. Or what? Something. That's the thing? I yeah. forget how I saw. Oh, you know what I did? I, I took a um I took an image, like a photo that was on the wall and put it up and it worked too. Yeah. So that's like the basic way of doing it. But every everything, there's that's funny like some other that. funny alternative. So that's funny. Yeah, that is funny. That would have made me laugh. And, you know, it's funny, like, oh, scanning your butt on a copy machine, like, that's classic. But it's not, like, oh. It's not groundbreaking. Like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It's not, is it immature comedy? It's kind of immature. Um, I don't want to say it's, like, super, like, deep, like, comedy. Like, you have to think about it. It just hits you. It's like punchlines. They just hit you. Yeah. And you, you yeah, either it's think it's like funny or you don't. Knock-knock jokes or something. Like, it, that level of depth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, sometimes they're more um sophisticated in that like you wouldn't ne- get the joke unless you thought about it a little bit yeah like uh, i don't know what's a lot of it's uh references to the things so you'd have to understand the reference yeah. obviously yeah, to get the too. joke um yeah so so i don't know <laughs> do you have anything any specific like moments that stood out to you um so the one thing i thought was it's still funny to me like i had to watch it on youtube afterwards because i thought it was <laughs> funny enough um you go up to this car in the uh, hotel area. Oh, okay. And it starts the Street Fighter game where you just beat the shit out of the car. And <laughs> yeah, I thought yeah. that was so funny. Because <laughs> like, it doesn't... It has a health bar and you have a health bar, but it doesn't do anything. Like, yeah. the car just sits there like a car. And you just beat the shit out of the car. It's just it's like, versus or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it just plays Street Fighter music. I thought that was hysterical. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe that was, like, the only comedy that really hit me, like, well. But it, I thought so, it was so funny. Yeah, I mean, even that... But it's not like any depth to it. It's no, just I mean, like it's funny. Just funny. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what to say about this game. Like I really don't either. I thought that it was funnier than But it I don't know. It's it's it is funny, but it's not like Yeah, I can't it's, it's not always gonna be funny. I don't want to say I was miserable when I played the game. I, I got through and I was like, I'm glad it's over with. <laughs> but it's not like I was like, fuck, when's this game end? It's it's interesting in that it's one of those like short game. It's only like two and a half hours or something. I think it took me about two hours. Yeah, but you probably shouldn't play it in one sitting. I did it all in one sitting. Well, I did both games actually. I mean, in that's one sitting. fine. Well, probably you should. That, that was not a good idea. But like, if you are gonna play this game and enjoy it, you probably need a break from the comedy for a little bit to actually like let it sink in. Yeah. So maybe I think if you so have too. like half an hour after work every day, if you wanted to play this, it would it would be good. To that just, would be just to, like game. unwind and like 
let the game happen. Yeah, because there's no challenge to this game whatsoever, maybe other than finding out what to do. But that's not yeah. like it's not stressful. Or finding like hidden things. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a game that maybe you could replay it to find more, but the overall story you're not gonna get anything out of, I think, if you replay it. Yeah, because you know you know what the jokes are. Yeah. Like um but there's a lot of there's a lot of hidden stuff, I'm pretty sure. I would love to like watch another playthrough of the game like quick and like check on things and see what i missed there's probably tons of jokes yeah tons of little like mini games like that street fighter game like there's probably something else that was just as funny to me that i just missed (sighs) but that's really it that's i don't have much to say about the game compared to the beginners well you know what i was thinking about while i was playing it is what like how difficult would it have to be to create all of these jokes there's so many jokes there are it's like the levels are packed with them yeah and i do they expect them all to be funny? Like I now maybe it's because we're just talking about the beginner's guide, but now I'm thinking about the design of this game. And you make this game and there's these levels and the general concept is funny, but also like you invest all this time in writing these short little jokes all throughout the level. Like what do you, what do they expect the inter- do they expect like someone to be like laughing the whole time or just to be entertained or is it I don't know. I think we're going too deep into it. I think this was just a game <laughs> that was created, you know, Adult Swim. They wanted to create a game or they wanted to publish a game that was funny and they got someone to create it and that's kind of it. I don't think there's... I think you're right. I think there is... I think they... And they just churned out a game. Like, that's it. I don't think they were sitting here like, oh, I can't wait for people to laugh. Maybe maybe a few of them. Well, I think there's some creative things in there. But I don't there. think there's a lack of, like, soul to this game. No, there's definitely not. I think it's got it's got its own personality. Um, it's unique. Definitely, I would say it's not, like, generic at all. And, and that's why I wanted you to play it, is because it's so unique. Yeah, it's and definitely weird. Yeah. The like, music is very bizarre. Well, the opening sequence is actually really cool. I, where, I'm trying to remember what happens. I, I know mean, you're on, just, the, you're on like, like, the... No, just, like, the video that, that you play, where it's, oh, like, yeah, the yeah. airport stuff. It's it just, like, cool art. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do we have... Is there much else to say about jazz punk? Like, in the end, you have this competition with this other guy yeah I don't remember and you, who he was i don't remember either some like enemy agent or something and you, and you do a bunch of little mini games kind explode of explode at the end yep did you did you win at any of the mini games the race was the only one which is funny because that's like <laughs> what i'm best at when it comes <laughs> yeah. to games You're like i'm ready for this i was like oh i'm ready to go for this this mario kart-esque game yeah, you drive this boat around this track um and it's it's a lot of the games are really difficult like the golf is actually i don't think you can even win the golf no i think it, he he hits hole in ones every single yeah, time yeah. um the tennis but, was hard too. Oh, I almost won the tennis. I was like three to zero, and then he came back, and I was like, "This is some, this is some BS." Wow! I almost won that because I was cheesing it. I was just hitting it in the far right corner every time he was missing it. But then he just started playing so good, and I was like, "I wonder if he's." I'm not allowed to win. It might be rigged. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the 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 boat game I did, That's just good. barely. And I don't think they're boats, by the way. They're like hover golf carts. Yeah, whatever. They. I don't know why I thought it was boats <laughs> on water. It's very different. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean. It's fun. It's a, it's a cool little game. I my girlfriend liked it a lot. I think. oh that's interesting. I would like to talk to her about it actually because I don't know if she liked it a lot or if she was just like she just liked it. Yeah, and I'm that's that's to. sort of like my attitude towards this game. And I I almost want to challenge my my own original conviction and say maybe this game isn't worth playing. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't recommend it to people. You wouldn't recommend it. Ah, that's that's really harsh i'm sorry developers like i 
I take it back. You know, if you're in the mood for a game that's going to make you, I guess, well, a fun, you like, careless if you, game. If you genuinely like dad jokes and you like feeling like, you know, you're... And I don't, I don't, I, I like dad jokes myself. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, I don't but I, like, I like situational dad jokes, like where you make a joke in the moment and yeah. it's funny. But just to like layer them on top of each other like this is just a weird format. Mm-hmm. What's it like? Like, is there any other like comedy thing that we can relate it to as far as like maybe a movie or something or a show? The first thing that came to my mind was like Family Guy or something like that, but it's still like there's a lot of context to Family Guy. Of why they're making the jokes that they're making. Family Guy is very referential, and this yeah. isn't really that. I think if I was going to compare it to anything in Family Guy, it'd be like some weird off comment that they make, and they go back in time, and they show like something funny that happened. It's kind of like that, but I feel like Family Guy hits it better or something like that, because usually Family Guy's funny, in my opinion. I disagree with that opinion. I knew that was what I was going <laughs> to say. I like Family Guy, but... I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't know. I think you don't like Family Guy. <laughs> I've, you know, no. The thing is, I haven't really like. I don't sit down and watch Family Guy. I just have seen clips on YouTube, and most of them make me laugh. So maybe it's like those are the best clips. I don't know. You know, what's I interesting say. is like growing up. I feel like I spent so much time watching those animated shows like The Simpsons and mm-hmm. Family Guy and Cleveland Show and whatever. But like, I don't like them. Like, any of them. Mm-hmm. I, well, Futurama is good. I do like Futurama. I've watched a little Futurama. But now that I, like, am adult and have the ability to choose my entertainment, I just, like, have nothing to do with these animated shows. That's true. I've never honestly put them on, so like, it, in my spare time. It's interesting to think about, like, things that we just passively consume because they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think I probably would have appreciated this game when I was younger. I think so, yeah. Not, I think the comedy would hit. say that... I, that it is necessarily like even immature to like this game. No, it's not. I, I wouldn't say that at all. But I think I'm maybe just like, <laughs> I don't know, grumpier. Yeah, or we're grumpy old men. Yeah, yeah, in our in our old age. Yeah, so that's jazz punk. I mean, I'm sorry that it. I don't know. Don't be sorry. I'm <laughs> I'm very glad you gave it to me because it it you know I got to experience a game I haven't played. So that's always a good thing in my opinion. But I I do think it's an interesting market where th- this is like a VR game before VR games. You know what I mean? Like this is t- that's what it's. What like. do you mean? Actually, I don't. I don't no, understand. it's like, it's like it's like Job Simulator. It's like that Rick and Morty game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Where it's this this short experience where it's just like a joke machine, and this this game probably would have been way funnier if it wasn't VR. I was about to say this game would have been way better in VR. Yeah, I actually wonder if they considered going back and doing that. But it's sort of like if you already played it, like we said, then you've played it. I was gonna say for the show. You could give me a VR game, and I could actually... You don't have a VR headset, though, and then I realized, so you haven't played any. <laughs> so I haven't played I was like, VR I was going to say, I would love to give, for you to give me a VR game. I guess I could play Resident Evil... No, you played Resident Evil 7. And I, I have not. So I could play Resident Evil 7 and then challenge you to play in PSVR. So, I have have to, to so you have to buy me a PlayStation 4. Perfect. Yeah, it's like <laughs> an $800 investment with the headset. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's really all there is to say about Jazz Punk. Not a bad game. Um... But what what I what I meant to say was like this market now pretty much exclusively exists in PSVR. There's no funny there's no funny indie games anymore, really. I mean, I don't know, probably some like obscure ones. Yeah. But Excuse me. A lot of a lot of that has landed on VR because it's much more visceral and you get into it more. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Jazz Punk. I mean, you know, it's good. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's a bad game. It's just be in the right mindset when you play it. Um and I'm glad I played it still. Well, even it's, it's also super subjective. It is, like, yeah. Like the other two games, which is why I included them together, is because, well, they're all short, obviously. But also, 
it's so dependent on your experience of them that I, I don't know. Like you can, you can play call of duty and maybe you're not into, you know, a modern war experience, mm-hmm. but you can still have fun like with the gameplay itself. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this, it's like the gameplay is walking around. You're not going to be like, Oh, that was so cool. when I walked up to that thing. Yeah. So it's just the content. Yeah, the the whole game is the content. There's nothing else to it besides the jokes. There's really no gameplay. So, I mean, Jazzplank, that's it. That's it. That's all I got to say. I I think I want to like it more than I did when I played it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes you just don't feel it. Yeah. And that's fine. All right. right. So, next game. This is... is I thought I was going to have more to talk about with this game when you told me what it was about. What's funny is we talked about it way more in the prelude like yeah. the assignment than the other two games yeah but anyway i feel like beginners got to be talked we're going to talk about a lot more than this game um and there's I've a few reasons why and i'll and i'll explain why i i don't have as much as i want to say about the game and i think we talked about it a little bit so kind words that's the name of the game that we're talking about right now well it's actually called kind words lo-fi beats to chill out yeah to, to something, something like, like that. that yeah something like that which is so i mean i don't think I, did we talk about this on the podcast before but we, I didn't even realize. That yeah, we did. Was, we mentioned that in the yeah. episode because you talked so about cool. like the window and whatnot. And I was like, oh, it's like the YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, kind words. Um. We we explained what it was last time, and I'll I'll explain it quickly. It's, well, I mean, you you didn't know what it was, and then you opened it up, and what what was your interpretation of it? Music was good. I like the music. Yeah. And that's that's. I think a lot of the game is the music. Well, what did you see though? What did I see like. It's kind of like it's a it's a menu. That's what it is, and then you have this deer that talks to you, which is weird. And it it speaks like um it speaks like the Animal Crossing characters, which I thought was funny. Oh, I never, reminded, I never considered that, but it's like rah, 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 yeah, it's, yeah, it's it feel like it talks like them. And then, and um, I'm trying to remember the first thing it really asks you to do. It asks for your first name. Yeah, yeah, it asks for your name, and then it every time you make a letter, it puts your initial mm-hmm. only. Um, and. I think it kind of just throws you in. Like, it just tells you, like, what the game's about. Like, yeah, this is where a game where you can speak about, you know, problems or ideas or thoughts you have on whatever. But you, you, you're you looking at this scene of a girl in her bedroom. That's what, yeah, yeah, okay. That's what you wanted from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's the I mean, answer. I don't, I don't want to keep dragging this on, but, um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> that's not what you were thinking of when you were it's like, oh, it's like that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, no, that is kind of what I was thinking. It, it it resembled it, but it's it's a 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a 3D thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what is the first thing that you do when you open this game? I'm curious. The first thing I did. Yeah. First thing I did was wrote to other people. So responded to other people's posts. Yes, and that's where it leads me into the conversation about. There are a lot of people on this game who put really, really deep topics that I, we, you, you mentioned this before, how, you know, there's a lot of things you didn't feel comfortable responding to. Mm-hmm. And I was the mm-hmm. exact same way. Like, I feel like I have absolutely no authority to, to respond to these awful <laughs> events that have happened to these people that I have not experienced in my life, fortunately. Um, and give these people advice other than like the most generic advice. And that's not worth writing in my opinion, because it's not, it's not meaningful. Maybe it is meaningful to them. Maybe they just want, you know, there's like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what I would say. Yeah. So just the concept is that you, you write like, I was having a rough day. My dog died today. And then other people will see that and they'll write like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Like, 
my dog died when I was 12, and it was really sad, but I got over it by such and such. Yeah. Well, you probably don't get over it, but you know. Um, you moved along with your life. Yeah. So that's just an example. But obviously, when you when you have that environment, people are like, you know, I woke up this morning, and I didn't want to get out of bed, and I can't find a reason to. And that that can be a note, and you're like, well, fuck. Like, I don't know. But those, it's funny. Like, when you say, when you say, fuck, like, what does that mean to you? Like, like, did you not feel comfortable answering those types of messages? Those ones, I don't know. I, I felt more comfortable answering those. I actually can't answer those. Yes. It's the specific ones. Yes, those are, are the ones like, I, no. Oh, what, I saw one, I think I mentioned it last time, too, where she was like, oh, I don't know why I say she, whoever wrote it, mm-hmm. was like, oh, my mom left my dad when, when she was young, and she never told me about him or anything, like, how to contact him. And now he's dying of cancer, and she told me about him, and I don't know what to do, and I, I can, he only has two weeks to live. It's like, well, geez, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I feel as a, <laughs> as a stranger on the internet, like I said before, I don't have any authority to, to give advice in that situation. And that's, what, that's what we were saying, is like, it would be irresponsible of you yeah. to respond, given that you're not a clinical psychologist yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, I could just say the wrong thing and set this person off, and I'll never know. But what, I mean... There is a chance that you had an experience like that and you had value and perspective. To there is, that yes. So maybe I like the idea of a game where part of playing it is not playing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's selective. It it's, is, yeah. It's it was not, very selective. It's not Tinder, swipe left or swipe right on everything. Sometimes you don't swipe at all, mm-hmm. which I don't know why I give that example because it's not a game, but you know, <laughs> I've also never used Tinder. But you know, it. it's not objective a complete objective a move on to objective b mm-hmm. if you don't want to answer uh posts you just like sorry yeah, you just say next i can't do that yeah um but you know it kind of like i have i don't you know i don't go on websites where you can read a lot about um like there's reddit subreddits that have you know life advice on them and mm-hmm. you get to hear about people's stories and like you know sometimes Maybe I just live, like, a sheltered life or something like that, and I don't see, like, the awful things that people experience. But, you know, it kind of brought that more to my attention that, you know, there's people all around the world going through these, you know, awful crises. It's it's good for helping you to count your blessings, yes. I think. Yeah. Because if you... I mean, look at us. We, we have time in our weeks to create a podcast about something that we enjoy, mm-hmm. and we're not, you know, starving. We have all the cliches yeah kitchen africa would want that food which is actually probably offensive now that i think about it a little bit but it's um but just just this idea that like we are fortunate to have the network that we have and the people that we have and the structure and the circumstances from which we have grown up Mm -hmm. and when you read someone talking about how their mom died when they were six and now their dad's dying and they don't know how to move on without their parents and what they're going to do with their lives is like, Oh God. Yeah. It's like Jesus. I am. It makes you want to like call your mom. Yeah. No, that's exactly the types of Um, feelings it evokes. So yeah, I, I think as a concept and this is what I was getting to earlier, it is innately dangerous because there are people out there. This is the internet. Remember? Mm hmm. Who will see that and they'll say like, well, you never deserved your parents anyway. You're probably the reason why they died and you should just go kill yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. But some of that's interesting and I wanna, I'm want to. i curious to see what you think about this. Like, what do you think the moderation is on this game? I'm, I'm honestly curious if it... I, I would feel like it must be 
like community selected people i don't think the devs are sitting there like looking at what's so i i thought it was just completely automated at first it can't be right i i hope it's not because that seems irresponsible to me yeah and the the game the game isn't so large that the volume would be it you'd be unable to address it i don't know though i mean yeah i did um did you see uh um, sorry to interrupt you, but 250,000 messages have been sent. In the that game. is a lot. Yeah, that's, that's quite a lot. That's a whole lot for someone to look at every single one. Yeah, and the game's only hasn't been out like an incredibly long time. So that's, that's what makes you think maybe it's not. Maybe it is automated. Mm-hmm. But then if it's not automated, think about what that means to the sanctity of the platform. You know, maybe I say, maybe I say to you like, your oh your oh your your best friend died. Why don't you just go to the bar and have a drink and a wine for a little bit? Someone who's moderating might read that and say like, "Well, you shouldn't encourage someone to like drink alcohol in response mm-hmm. to a traumatic event." Denied, you know, like yeah, and you'll never that. have that reach that person. And you know why why is the the opinion that using a substance to address pain why is that like less worthwhile than the counter to that opinion mm. or you know, i know exactly what you're saying circumstances yeah. like yeah. i don't necessarily agree that that's what you should do by the way if, if someone mm-hmm. dies i don't know but it's not unheard of for someone to suggest that yeah. genuinely so if you say i don't know it's no one's right to be able to deny someone else of like maybe a helpful opinion so i would love to see what their criteria is like so this is I, I was on the developer's Twitter and I saw some I saw a tweet that was something along the lines of like, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna stop auto flagging the word ass because you guys seem to know what you're doing with the word ass, like um don't give a rat's ass or you know, I don't know, what other what other scenario mm-hmm. like kick ass essentially. Yeah, something yeah. Like you use it you don't use, use it that as to like give a, confidence. Yeah. Um so that makes me think, first of all, they're flagging things and then looking at them. Mm-hmm. So there is some automation probably. But just the idea that like someone looks at these and says, no, it's not good enough for consumption. But it's so nuanced. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. That's insane. That's really, that's, that's you know, I didn't, I didn't even think about that when I was writing my messages. Yeah. Like how many of my messages got rejected? I don't know. Like I could have, I can say something that's totally innocuous to me. And like, of course that's the advice that you give mm-hmm. someone. And then the person reading it could interpret it as like, oh my God, like you can't say that. Yeah. You can't tell someone to do that. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that's just, that's just like a philosophical debate. That's about a really cool idea. Yeah. Free speech on the internet and things like that. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm of the, I'm pretty libertarian and that I'm like, whatever like just just say whatever you want and you need the sanctity of free speech because this the community will self-regulate and like if someone starts spewing all this nonsense then people will address that yeah blah blah blah. but if it's this vulnerable like situation where people are reaching out for help god i don't know like that's so hard yeah that's tough like i was saying there's no criteria for like in the game they give you like resources for suicide hotlines. Yep, I did like see that, that. Which is, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's weird, but like, what is this? Yeah. You know, like, what it, is, is it's it? It's a safe space, I guess, but you're also opening yourself up to these strangers who could damage your, your psyche. It's like, a, you can think about it. Is it a healthy, like, experience or game in general? And I think a lot of people would argue that it's not. 
I think opening yourself I think up to that. It's potentially healthy if you are already stable. Yeah, if you're not stable, I think it's. But if you're, it's if scary. you are someone who is easily manipulated, or you aren't sure of yourself, or you are going through a traumatic event, which, by the way, are the types of people who would be inspired to get this game and want kind words. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you shouldn't play this game. You yeah, know? it's like it's like what game? What other game exists where the target audience shouldn't play it? Yeah, it's. I was gonna say it's so weird that the people who should play the game shouldn't play it at the same time, because you shouldn't. It's too easy to be manipulated by but, random strangers who have no. absolutely no repercussions on what they say. At the same time, who are we to say like who is capable of handling themselves? That's like, true. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. Like it's it's crazy to me, and. I like that it exists. I don't know that I would be able to create it myself. Yeah, I was going to say, I have like the that on your so back. That is so complicated. Yeah. And there's so many different ways to interpret it. I, I don't know. Do you, do you have anything, any example messages or anything to share? Of like people, like I should have screenshotted some crazy things that I saw. Because um, like I said, I skipped over everything that was too much. I didn't feel like... You know, I'm not qualified to answer. There's a lot these of things. like, there's a lot of like, oh, I'm gay and I haven't come out to my family. And I, is there any anyone else out there that has advice about that? And it's like, obviously, okay, what what do I have to say about that? Dude, what do I have to say that no one else has said about that? Like, I could easily tell him, you know, be yourself. Like, it, but it's like, it's, but you it's don't, so you don't. That's the thing. So you're you're limited by the amount of characters that you have. Yeah. So maybe in that in that message, they don't say that they're living in some religious colony where they'll be exiled if they come exactly, out of yeah. so you can say like you got it man like be yourself and mm-hmm. embrace your identity and then they do that and then who knows what the consequences they could die. are yeah like literally yeah there are countries where gay people are stoned to death yeah and this is an international game and community so mm-hmm. i don't know man it's like, so hard to the, know the context the, the weight of what you're doing and my concern is that you and i making a podcast and talking about this game are not the normal users of this game. Mm-hmm. People are going to go on here and they're going to be like, yeah, whatever, man, like live free, live your life. And you don't know. And by the way, I'm not trying to suggest that someone who's gay should like live closeted or anything. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, because. yeah, of course. But it's complicated. That's yeah, it, it depends on the context of where you are in the world because yeah. there's different people accept it differently in different parts of the world. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's a lot to talk about. So, I don't know. Let I, me, I feel like I've been talking a lot. Do you want to, like... Yeah, so, <laughs> the things that I distinctly remember, um, you know, answering were were very, like, small issues that I feel like I could relate to. Like, there was this one about... Um, I wish I wish I would have taken screenshots of what I wrote. But it was... This guy was talking about... It. I assumed, like, he, he must be young. That's what it sounded like. He must be a kid. Okay. Probably, like, a teenager or whatnot. That's something else that is interesting. You don't have any idea of, like race age gender of yeah the author. absolutely nothing or yeah nothing literally nothing and the first initial of the name that's it that's it so whatever that means um he was talking about you know when's he gonna find a girlfriend basically when's he gonna find you know a beautiful girlfriend that was basically the premise of the entire thing oh, beautiful I, is, yeah he mentioned he say that, that it was or something like a cute girlfriend or like someone that you know i'm proud of that's a little weird, but okay. I don't, yeah, I don't know. But I answered it, and I was like, you know, there was sometimes when I was younger in school where, like, you know, I was thinking, you know, I'm not going to find anyone. Like, who's going to, like, because you, you're in school or whatnot. I don't yeah, want to delve yeah. too deep into 
my personal G- Give feelings. me your advice, Brevin. Brevin, I am sick of not having a beautiful girl <laughs> that I'm proud of. Tell me how, what I can do. I told him that, you know, you sound young. You sound like you got a lot going forward. So that could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. He could, could be 30 be years old. 80 years old. Yeah. Legitimately. And, and <laughs> I doubt it. But I, yeah, the way he was heard. typing. Um, and I told him, you know, it's, it's going to come with the right person. You can't force these things to happen. But I feel like now that I think about it, it's such generic, you know. Well, I mean, advice. These like generic platitudes that we we sort of people don't respect them mm-hmm. um, because they're so generic and it's like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, it'll it'll get better tomorrow. Like, sure, you don't know what my problems are, yeah. jerk. But someone who's making a post like that, that can be valuable to hear anyway. Just just positivity. Like you, and I, you don't know what they're dealing with, or maybe they maybe they haven't heard what you think is a platitude, and it actually is insightful for them. Yeah, you know, and so. I and I think I specifically wanted to mention that you know I had been through that feeling in my life before, and you know now I have a beautiful girlfriend. So like yes. things get better. Yeah, I like mean, yeah. once you find the right person, like you know it's the right person. I remember distinctly I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings junior year of high school. You mm-hmm. might have been there, in fact. I've been I've been to B-dubs with you before. And I was talking, and I was like, there's no one... It might have been the beginning of senior year or something. And I was saying, like, there's no one in this high school that I would date. Like, I don't think I'm going to get a girlfriend in high school because mm-hmm. it's just, like, I... I felt like I, I knew the unknowns, if, if you can say that. And I, I was like... Saying like, well, whatever, like this is it. Yeah, I'm this just is gonna it. Be you lonely it. for the next year. <laughs> Jesus, that's very and depressing. Then, and then that April, I got a girlfriend who went to our high school, and mm-hmm. I'm still with her tonight. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. That's what I mean. Like, I don't know. I guess it would be useful to someone like that. I think the only things I like to answer were things that you know I had experience with and told them. I think that's important to to let people know that yeah. you're not alone in your experiences. Other people have gone through it, and they've gotten through it. I'm trying to think of the ones that like called out t- to me to respond to. Can I mention one other one too? That sure, was yeah. very specific, or not very specific, but you know something I've been through: losing losing an animal, losing losing a pet. I know I responded to one of those. I lost a cat. You know how many how many years ago was that? Damn, that makes me feel old. But <laughs> probably like six years ago or whatnot. And that cat had been there my entire life, like however how many years of age i was and it was hard you know going through this was like my first death i'd really yeah. gone through of something that had been with me my entire life and answering this guy about you know his dog or i don't even remember what animal i don't even know if he mentioned what it was but he said you know it's probably pet also could be a girl true should not assume <laughs> that. but um you know i gave them advice on that you know just take your time with trying to get through it don't rush it don't feel like you're you're spending too much time thinking about it yeah oh that's good advice yeah that's really good advice just take your time very mr rogers feel the emotions as they come and and live them yeah don't hold them back either yeah that's good you need to accept how you're feeling and then when you're ready you know i you know what move on not that i said that of course but well whatever that's the final yeah but that's very good advice and i i think that's nice and i think maybe you hadn't even reflected on your pet's death since they died you know what i mean yeah no i don't think about it so something this is even just a nice exercise i mean both it's good about counting your blessings and for just thinking about your life and your experiences and and Mm -hmm. meanings you can draw from them 
So like, I I saw a lot of them that was like, I'm 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 about to graduate grad school or I'm about to finish my thesis project and I don't even know if this is what I want to do or I I don't want to feel like I spent all this time and wasted it and I have have this degree that I'm not going to use and just feel like you know. So I I essentially said like, well, you're. It sounds to me like you're in the beginning of your life and just because you have this degree, anything that you do from this point on will be using the experience that you have from getting that degree. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's not in your job description because if you needed to get this degree to understand what you want to do with your life, then that's fine. You can figure out what you want to do with your life when you're three years from dying and that's still valuable. Yeah. So I I think that there's like this... I, I notice these like insidious social structures that we have around us where it's like you figure out what you want to do and then you go to college and you get your degree and then you do that for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and then you're happy and it's just like total that's, yeah that's not at so all how it works I, I i like to be very like hurrah like live your life and and embrace the moment mm-hmm. and it's it's the small things um so what what are some that's a great segue into like the thing that i wrote about oh, that sure. i felt comfortable you know i feel like you know, I've, I've been fortunate to live a life where I haven't had too many, like, super crazy hardships to talk about. Yes. Um, but this is a recent thing that, you know, has been something that I've had to deal with. Um, you know, I just finished school, as in college, so I'm on the job hunt. And I specifically, the one request that I sent out that I could think of that was going to get meaningful responses was... Um, now that I have my degree, or I don't have my degree, but Whatever. looking for jobs <laughs> or whatnot... Um, I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to perform up to the satisfaction of the person that actually hires me. And that's basically what I said. And I got a response and I'll, I'll share it with you. Cause I think it was, it was good. Adv- a lot of the responses I got were very good. No one, no one said anything mean. That's something interesting. I don't think I've received bad advice. Yeah. I've received like generic, like, yeah, of course things, but it's never like, I've, I've never received the things that I, that you and I have been talking about is dangerous about this. You know, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't talk about that feeling of not feeling like you're going to be able to perform up yeah, to expectations. It's like imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's it's funny because I looked up afterwards. Like I think someone even mentioned that, and I looked up what that was because I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah, um, and it was exactly you know the feelings that I was having. So this person wrote, "Dear B, I feel like this is a feeling that a lot of people face. It's easy to be worried that you aren't actually able to do the things you're supposed to." It's important to remember that a good employer will be patient as you learn, whether it's a new job or a promotion. It's also okay to fail. You might make some mistakes early, but that's how we learn. And he said, I wish you luck. That's or excellent. he or she. That's, that's like beautiful. Yeah. I, oh man, what I love about this concept, and I know that we've been going back and forth and saying like, I don't know that I'd make this, but it, it opens up the conversation for you to talk to other people directly mm-hmm. because so much of our lives are looking upwards at these role models like the Steve Jobses and the celebrities and whatever athletes or whatever. And they all have these picture perfect lives because that's their job. Mm-hmm. And oh, man, that's their job. That's interesting to think about. <laughs> and we don't, we don't look to each other for advice or anything. And we end mm-hmm. up feeling so isolated and alone. So the fact that you can say that and someone can respond and be like, listen, this is how it is. And you don't need to worry so much because a good employer will wait for you and, mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's that's awesome. That's, and that's I think it it's very useful to have. It's very personal, you know, hearing that someone typed that to me personally. It's really it's a really cool feeling that someone spent their time 
yeah. to respond with that compared to like if I wanted to you know say that on Twitter like I'm not gonna get obviously the best constructive criticism or something like that because everyone's seeing it it's not a personal it's interaction different. yeah and and you could go and Google that question and you'd find this dead forum from 2008 that might have some good advice but it still feels like you're reading the words of ghosts yeah you know? this so, is like a live person sent this to me very recently yeah on their own computer and it's like it's a very cool feeling yeah you get responses pretty quick yeah that was the next day yeah um what's interesting about that is i feel like brevin you could have asked me that question and i would have given you advice have i probably have asked you that question have i I I ever brought that up i mean i think you i think we've talked about applying for jobs and stuff but Mm -hmm. i i I don't know that we had that specific of a talking point before Mm -hmm. so i like that in general like this is an, an outlet for you to mention things and bring things up that you wouldn't talk about to somebody else. It's because it's, it's, it's hard to bring that up to someone. Like, I, of course, I feel like I could talk to you about anything, but to find the right time to where like, yeah, we're not, both in the mindset to talk about that. Yeah, like, oh, hey, by the way, I feel this specific pain about this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like, let's talk about it right now. It's hard to choose that time. Yeah, but if you're like just getting off of work, I don't know why I keep saying that. I, talk <laughs> about I guess that's just what I do, but... You know, or like right before bed, and you're feeling like wistful and philosophical, then mm-hmm. to boot up kind words and just like vent a little bit is very satisfying. Yeah, it's it's the perfect thing for it. It's funny we keep going back and forth on that. Yeah, I mean, let's see. I I I'm I'm looking through my um. I wish I would have taken more photos. That makes me upset. Yeah, because I, I had a lot of responses. I have a couple. Oh, this is awesome. Ooh, I wonder if I can. So, I, okay, I like to write poetry, and I go to a writing group once a week, um, and I'm still... Once a week? I didn't even know that. Yes, during the school year, because uh, it's actually on campus. Oh, that's cool. Even though I don't... I'm graduated. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, this is what I wrote, and this is my request. Hello, I'm trying to get back into writing poetry and would love some writing prompts. Could you tell a story, share a few words, or simply say hello? Thank you. And, um, actually, one of the responses was interesting because it made me think of you because it it was this isn't the response that i'm thinking of now but Mm -hmm. someone said um i'm in my discord channel with all my friends i'm trying to come up with interesting stories and i guess i'm just a boring person lol and like that that was it (laughs) but it was just so funny to think that someone is in a discord channel playing this game with their friends like that's such an interesting way to experience it i didn't play this game in a discord channel that's one thing i'll say i played um mountain blade I played Mountain Blade, and I played some of Jazz Punk in a Discord channel, too, oh, okay. when I was getting bored of it at the end, because yeah. I just wanted to get through it. <laughs> so anyway, this is this is a response that I actually thought was really cool, and I wrote a poem based on this response. So I wrote a poem that wouldn't exist if I didn't have this game mm-hmm. and this prompt. So th- this person said, I thought I'd share with you a formative childhood memory. I was seven years old, and my dad was always in- interested in astronomy and tried to get me hooked as well. When the hail... Is it? I think it's Hale Bop comet was visible in 1996-1997. He tried to explain to me that we need to see the comet now because next year it'll leave and won't return for another 2,000 years. I remember my poor six-year-old brain straining to conceptualize a universe so big, so old, and so grand. That's it. Wow! Isn't that cool? Yeah, this is really cool. I want. Can I read the poem? Is yeah, read weird? the poem. Yeah, I want I gotta, you to read. I, I thought go you were it. going to. I gotta go get it. All right, right we'll pause on. for two seconds. I think that would be interesting. All right, so this is a poem that I wrote based on the response from the person in kind words. All right, let's this hear. is called Once in All Lifetimes. 
The comet passes above the scraggly chin of my dad, and, in my smallness, I focus more on his expression and let the rare spectacle fade out of focus. This one, he assures me, and himself, won't return to us for another 2,000 years. He does not say we will be dead, but perhaps he should have, for me, as I sat unable to grasp the gravity that pulls the comet through this existence like a fallen leaf caught in the draft of a pickup truck. I don't remember much of Hale-Bopp, but I remember my dad's face and elatement in the face of his total brevity. I remember he, re- he won't return to me for another 2,000 years, at least, but I smile anyway, just to have been there this time around. So I fumbled a little bit at the end, mm-hmm. but that's the poem that I wrote. And just to spoil things for you. Can you read the last four, four lines again? Sure. Last, last six. Read the last six. Okay. Lines. I just want to hear it again. I'll read the last stanza. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I don't remember much of Hale Bop, but I remember my dad's face and elatement in the face of his total brevity. I remember he won't, he won't return. God damn it. I remember he won't. I'm like getting in my own head now. <laughs> I remember he won't return to me for another 2,000 years, at least. But I smile anyway, just to have been there this time around. Oh, you know what? What's your interpretation of this poem? Oh, man. I was hoping you wouldn't <laughs> ask me this. <sighs> I'm so bad at analyzing this type of stuff. I w- if, you can just, if you can just get like some, some basic minor reading, like I would appreciate it. Like... And this is hard anyway when you just hear a poem the first time. All right. So the the one thing that stuck out to me was the fact that he was paying attention to, um, was it his uncle or father? His dad. His dad. Okay. His father. Um, paying attention to his father instead of paying attention to this once in a lifetime event. Um, yeah. Because he doesn't understand that, you know, it is a once in a lifetime event. Yeah. yeah He's yeah, just yeah. stuck in like, I don't know what I would call it, but like not knowing enough about the world. Yeah. Stuck yeah. in like the, his youth. Yep. So this this is drawing from the guy or girl like I don't know whoever wrote whoever this wrote it, yeah. and they're being six years old and they're and this interesting conversation between them and their dad where the dad's like listen this is going to be back for two thousand years but you can't understand that when you're six years old yeah. like whatever like and and the, just the fact that the comet passing is significant but so is this moment with their dad mm-hmm. um, and at the end I sort of I, I I suggest that the dad is dead, and I say, "I remember." I was gonna say, "I, I remember got that he feeling. won't return to me for another two thousand years at least." But I smile anyway, just to have been there this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that's what you meant, but I wasn't sure if I had misunderstood. But that, my but... my dad isn't dead. My dad is alive and well, mm-hmm. and I love him very much, and we hang out. Um, but just just the the fact that this idea would never have crossed my mind. I didn't know that Hale Bop was a thing. I wasn't alive when. It, or maybe i was a i don't know but um you didn't care that's the thing yeah and it just it's so cool to me that this exists now Mm -hmm. and it didn't before so just i don't know i appreciate this game because it it nurtures the better part of humanity yes than just escaping or finding some short release of uh, what's that called like the endorphins yeah yeah something something that yeah isn't affecting you in a long term but it gets your mind yeah. off of things so, in the short term thank you kind words you're scary to me <laughs> but just like everything in life well everything in life that's worthwhile i guess you're i don't know what i don't know where i'm going i know what you're trying to say everything that's worthwhile is like 
is is scary. It's and scary. Complicated. Yeah. So it's not black and it, white. It's it's very cool. Do you have anything else to add? I don't I don't know. Do you have any other like things that stand out um, from Kind Words? I'm trying to think. I mentioned the whole thing about you know being taking um, not taking for granted. You know the things that I have in life yeah. and the things that other people don't. I think that's like the main thing I pulled from it. I will say so. Um, I took I took the images. You you can create like a Ooh. a website. Yeah. In the game, well, when you go to export your writings, it creates a local website for you to click and open in a browser that just has all your writings. And those there's two Im- background images in that website file if mm-hmm. you can click into it and they're like very good desktop backgrounds i was so, gonna say that looked cool yeah i used and the music I, I mentioned right at the beginning too the music is good i like the music a lot i actually ended up like not even listening to the music that much because i don't know i had my headphones on and like something else or whatever but i should i, I think it, it like this is something that you can open in the background just to study and this can be your lo-fi beats to chill out to playlist yeah and if you have something to think about you can just pop in and like write it yeah you could i don't know how many uh music tracks in the game and i'm pretty sure the way to unlock them you had to actually like play the game oh did you get all the stickers by the way i didn't get all the stickers but i got like i think i got six or so six or seven i think there's only like 13 i got all the stickers did you have all of them so i'm very proud of that i think it's a cool game i think it's a game that i would return to you know you have to be in the right mood for it and you have to be in the mood to want to i guess think almost you have to be in that mood it, yeah of, you need to be in a thinking mood not yeah. like a doing mood yeah it's a good game i'm very glad that you showed me it and that i'm Nothing glad that it exists as well too exists like yeah. it as far as i know yeah i've never heard of it anything else like it it's sort of funny because one of the beginner's guide games is the one where people leave messages for each other and this is an actual game where that yeah. happens i want to bring i just thought of this literally the second it's interesting how this game has a price point. Do you think? Do you find that interesting at all? I find that kind of weird, almost that it has a price point to enter Whoa, into it. Oh, that's super weird. I mean, it's five dollars. It's yeah, it's not expensive or anything, but I mean, it's not like very minuscule. So your your thinking is that it should be. Free? No, I like the fact that it has a price point. I just find it interesting that a game that isn't a game almost. It's kind of like. I don't want to call it social media at it's all, like but platform. I can't. It's a platform, yeah, to share your thoughts on, which there's other things that exist that are free. Mm-hmm. But this one has a price point. And people use it. Like, I mean, there's definitely value in the soundtrack, the environment. There is, yes. The, the aesthetics, the art. They're handling the message transfer and probably some sort of encryption mm-hmm. and the an- anonymity of it. And there, as, as we mentioned, there's some sort of moderation going on mm-hmm. that has value. Um, but yeah, it's, it it's, just didn't occur to me until like that last second. I was like, I paid like someone, you paid for this game. Yeah. It's weird to think about because how do you price this game? Like you could argue this is a $60 game, I guess, but then you would just get messages from rich people. Yeah. Or I don't know. People who, but don't. it'd be interesting to argue that this is like a $1 game because yeah. this, it's not a game almost. It's and another interesting. thing is like so much of the value comes from the community who plays the game mm-hmm. not even the game itself because imagine if this game was ten dollars and no one played it it's there's nothing to be there yeah that's so weird i don't know that's so weird to think i'm about. sorry i brought that up at the last second and now it's like wow like i kind of want to talk about it but 
I don't know. I mean, what is there to say? Like, it's just interesting. I bet you they're just like, we just got to pick a number. Yeah. $5 is how much it was? I also, yeah, I also wonder, like, how much of an investment this was to make. Like, care went into it, sure, but it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, there's not some, it's just the same screen. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave it off like that. I'm glad I played it. It's a great game. I really encourage people to check it out if you know what you're getting into. Like, I don't... You should be... We should be more vulnerable with each other as humans. And Mm -hmm. this is a modern way for us to do that. Um, But there's inherent risk involved, of course. Because you are, like, exposing your... I mean, you you don't need to use it that way either. You can just... You can just say, like, hey, like... How do I decide what career I want? That's not mm-hmm. a that's not really a vulnerable question. That's like practical advice. Yeah, but if you wanted to talk about like that time that your best friend, you know, had an affair with your boyfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's something that you could also talk it's about. An option. But some someone could respond with a damaging comment about that. Mm-hmm. So you know, know what you're getting into, but it's totally worthwhile. We'll leave I, it at that. I I don't know. I'm fascinated by this game, and I it's could very... talk about it ad nauseum but with that like what how do you feel about these three games brevin as a package i'm glad you gave them to me in a package because they're all completely different well they're not all completely different but they all have different they all evoke different feelings Mm. um completely you know beginner's guide was a very philosophical game gave me a lot to think about um and I mean, we talked about it for the longest time. Jazz punk. There's not much to think about. In it. yeah, it's, it's very like it's very straightforward. You, yeah, like you like it, you don't. Um, and I think it's another. It, it's funny that all these games represent, or they kind of the way that I see them, share that you need to be in the right mindset to play them. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. To 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 enjoy them and to appreciate them. Of course, I wasn't in the right mindset to play jazz punk. I still appreciate the game. So, I mean. You're talking about you're not good at analyzing things. That's a very good analysis and way to connect these three games, you know? You just wrote me a five-paragraph essay on uh, <laughs> what's similar between these three games, and it's it's the fact that the mood of the player greatly reflects the experience. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. That's my takeaway. All right, well, with that, Brevin, let's talk about Dead Rising. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, if you if you have any thoughts, I really encourage people, especially these games, because they're not very expensive. And they're not a big time commitment. And they're not a big time commitment. I really want people to play these games and let us know what they think. Yeah. Um, we have this weird thing where there's a great amount of time between when, when we record and when we release episodes. We're going to take a break from recording so that that time is shortened. Yeah. But obviously that wouldn't reflect the listeners. Yeah, you guys feed. won't notice. Um. But yeah, so write into computablepodcast at gmail.com. We'll probably just do some like large NPC mailbag if we get into Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a lot of that fun. That would be fun to just reflect on the games we played in general yeah. because, you know, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but we've played like quite quite the collection already. Yeah, we've invested a decent amount of time into them. All right, so uh, yeah, this has been Tyler. This has been Brevet. And this <laughs> has been Computable. Computable.